Hello. Welcome to Dish Knows Nothing. I'm Michael Dishno. Sometimes we'll talk about stuff, and other days we'll talk about things. Some days we're just going to talk about what's on my mind. This is a warning. Thank you for listening. Hello. Um, good morning, good evening, or good night, or whatever uh, time you might be listening to this. This is Season 3, Episode 3 of Dish Knows Nothing Podcast. I am actually recording an intro for the next um, session that I have for to play for you guys. Because uh, I can. And because I wanted to preface with a few things in a sense, because the conversation I had was really amazing. Um, I was able to just sit down and talk with a friend as my first guest for this season. And I had a wonderful time. Um, but I am a very unorganized and scatterbrained person. And I think you can tell in the episode uh, fairly well. So I just needed to come on in here and tell you guys, hey, like, I hope you guys enjoy it. I enjoyed it a ton. We talked about a lot of stuff from just a, a little bit about the Marvel Cinematic Universe and the, the most recent things like the Marvels and Loki season two. Um, and then we talked about life and growing up and your mid twenties and your career and your passions. And it was just a lot of things that I will have to admit inspired me. Um, <clears throat> as a, a lot of things do when I get to talk to my guest and, um, I hope you guys are, I don't know if you'll relate in the exact same way, but, uh, I hope you guys enjoy, um, the discussion as, as, as many places as it goes. So please enjoy, please rate, subscribe and all that, that good random stuff, I guess for uh podcast and, um, but thank you guys so much for listening. Please enjoy. Oh yeah, man. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm just going to get it over with. I have a guest, and it is a return to a uh, guest that I am like overly excited for <laughs> to have on the show. Um, my first return guest and my first guest of season three. So I am ecstatic. Uh, and I am happy to introduce to you again so that he can start talking and we can really just start <laughs> jumping into everything is Matt Davies Morris. Hi. This is... Um, I feel like I'm forgetting a lot right now. It's okay. I didn't know I was but the first guest back. That's exciting. Dude, Thank you. you. Are, yeah, you were the first person I've had on here twice and the first guest of season three. So yeah, um, I'm super excited about that. But we'll we'll get into more into everything. I really feel like I'm forgetting some stuff right now. <laughs> um, also, I have to turn off the noise gate okay. as we record because it actually really, really throws me off when it goes... <laughs> <laughs> when it does that noise. Okay. That's better. It sounds a little more natural for our ears. That's true. Um, ladies and gentlemen, yeah, we've said it a bunch of times, but this is season three, episode three. Oh, I told myself I was going to check, and I, <laughs> I didn't. It is now. Whether or not it is, it's yeah, going it's, to be it's episode, episode three. three. It most assuredly is. I just double-checked. The last one was about my MRI, and that was episode two, so we're good. Um, So, Matt, let's just jump in. What have you thought of the episode so far in season three? <laughs> Sorry. Let's let's break it down. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, oh, I had I forgot to grab his pillows too. Make it a little more it's comfortable. Okay. We in got here. the 
back cushion. Cool, cool. Yeah, it's comfy. Um, for those of you who don't know, um, because you're not here and I'm not going to post any pictures or anything, the studio has changed. I no longer have a couch. This is why I put off having a guest for a little bit and just contemplated it for so long. Uh, me and Matt are sitting on the floor. That's we true. Got couch cushions behind us against the wall. It's also true. Um, we got a little table for our drinks and our mic stands are... It's three for they're three. Right. Yeah, they're pretty good. Yeah, I'm enjoying they're, it. They're not too tall. I'm, I'm glad they worked out. Um, but yeah, everything is uh, on the floor. We're just going for it. That's true. Ultimately, everything is on the floor if you really think about it. Crazy part. We're, uh, we'll get there. We're on maybe. the second story. That's true. But the building <laughs> is on the floor. Is on the floor. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, it really makes you wonder what the floor is on. But That's true. <laughs> um, yeah, no. I'm super excited to be recording another episode I think it's a little bit less time since my last one, which uh, that's the beauty of season three. I just do it whenever. Yeah. Um, which I'm sure we'll we'll get to some of the deeper parts of that and art and creating and that's true. Everything there, but uh, we were talking about output a little bit earlier. Yeah. Before this, as kind of yeah. a broader concept, <laughs> and even a number of weeks ago when we met up, you know, similar. True motifs if That's i'm using true. that word correctly i think so i yeah i'm not a storyteller and i i passed english class but motifs I, was a thing I, I will neither confirm nor deny how i did an english class <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it happened yeah that's true i was there we had to take it but um but yeah i got we got a lot of things um for tonight and topics the things i consider housekeeping sponsors song of the day which matt is vigorously thinking of right now because uh, so i didn't true. think of one so he's he's probably got a great one can be timeless from any era it's gonna be great i'm sure of it and then you guys can listen to it and think of us that's true but i'll start with um the sponsors because i feel like our topics today are loaded and the uh, when i say that is i think they're just gonna kind of roll off and um i want to get the official things out of the way before it just continues on for us talking for the next four hours or however long it is. I don't know. I don't have to be anywhere until tomorrow. So same <laughs> as it always is <laughs> sponsors. Have you ever want, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I have been debating doing commercials and I really want to like that. Um, for real brands. And no, just no, no, hoping no. that they, you're like mint mobile. <laughs> <laughs> that would be pretty crazy. But, yeah. um, no, for uh, my sponsors like Kasia Randall Jewelry. Nice. Um, but guys, I got to say something. I'm a ring guy now. So am I. These guys are like three days I've had them. Nice. I went to the vintage market in uh, Laguna Hills Mall gravesite. Oh, if you're yeah. a local, you understand. It's a mall that just, who knows, man. Um, but there's a vintage market and there's a place just with like thousands of rings on the table. And we were like, let's do it. So I found some and they fit. And I feel like I could punch a guy in the nose with them. They're great. Yep. Yep. Um, but with that being said, I really, really want to get some rings from Cage Randall Jewelry. Um, and I need to hit it up um, and check them out and see. I don't know what size I am. These just fit, so like it worked out. But I need to size myself and then. I need you to. My girlfriend got me the ring that I'm wearing right now. I don't yeah. know what the size is. <laughs> it just fits, right? She got it. She nailed it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> She's like, he has big, big fingers. It's probably yeah, this probably, one. Probably right. Yeah. yeah. Probably checked her thumb or something. Yeah, true. Classic, yeah. Um, but if you guys don't know, Kasia Randall Jewelry, I think, still sponsors the podcast in, in some capacity that if you use the discount code DISHY with two Ys, 15, the numbers, one five, you can get 15% off 
Oh my goodness. And I mean, hey, yeah. In this economy, that's true. Fifteen percent is fifteen percent, baby. Fifteen percent is welcome. Yeah, yeah. That's great. Um, and I think my only other sponsor that's on my mind is Stance. Obviously, mm. uh, I don't think I'll ever give up. I don't, I don't think you should. I don't know if it'll ever work. I think I want you to know that it's at least working. I would say maybe culturally, because every time I go by. I don't mm-hmm. know if I can say the name of the the mall, but there's a mall that has a stance store, and I I actually don't think I've ever told you this. Every time I go by it, I do think of you. <laughs> That's it right there. Yeah, so that's actually a sponsorship I'm looking for. There we go. I just want people to think of me when they think of other things. Next time I'm there, I'll let them know too. <laughs> if we get enough people telling them, yeah, they have to listen. They have to listen. Yeah, yeah, or we'll get a cease and desist. We'll find out. <laughs> stance, I love your product. Um, your infinite product line are fantastic i actually have fallen in love with your guys's basics um these are them just their basic colors they're they're also like the medium thickness nice and i think they're perfect um so stance i love your stuff if you were to sponsor this podcast i would probably record another one and ultimately that's what you know that's That's what we all want that's that's certainly what i want yeah so guys if you guys write a letter to stance i don't know i feel like the the biggest thing with a sponsor is there has to be reason for them to sponsor. That's true. And I don't know if I have enough people listening. I haven't looked at the numbers for season three yet. There's been two episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say that the numbers from season one and the, the uh, season two <laughs> half season that I ended up doing, uh-huh. um, they blew my mind. I was like, that's a lot of listens right there. And I was pretty stoked, but that's good. On stance level, I don't know. You know, I don't know if they would get anything from it. Always oh, send an email out. <laughs> and then when they come across it, whether, you know, at what point they do, they're like, oh, my God. Yeah. You know. It's probably stance at stance.com. I don't know. That's true. Probably. <laughs> probably marketing at stance.com. As someone who has kind of cold called and sent emails, I it's never worth the shot. Surprised. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I am the person that <laughs> sent an email to a Marvel executive at 17. <laughs> Asking an interview for Sp- uh, audition for Spider Man. <laughs> That's legendary. We'll probably yeah. talk more about that. We can get to that. Yeah. Um, but sponsors, I love you guys. Even though Stance is the unofficial sponsor. <sighs> Song of the day, though. Man, uh, what do you got for us, Matt? I actually was going to do a bit, and then I pulled up my Apple Music and I realized that i was listening to a song the other day that actually i think is perfect for what we're about to talk about oh i was like oh wait no this is better than a joke um <laughs> which for me is hard to come by yeah isn't it better than um, a joke is i know pretty solid my girlfriend would be like everything you say that's not a joke is bad. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's uh it's a song by a little known artist i don't know if people know who he is his name is uh robert or bob dylan um <laughs> I don't know what he would prefer to go by, but I'm assume it's Robert. He's a new guy, right? I think so. New yeah. Style. I haven't yeah. really heard much of him, you know. I've heard him rumble, you know, there's been rumblings about him. But uh, a certain song called Gotta Serve Somebody Ooh. by Bob Dylan is That is. I'm gonna make sure I jot it down so I don't forget, but I was listening to it while I was closing at work. I was like I had my it popped up on my Discover. Because he's indie, you know what I mean? I just, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I discovered him. Um, but, and I was like, yeah, man, this is true. So, I think it's about, you know. Yeah. 
how to you, that you got to serve somebody, I guess. There's something to it. Yeah. Or he thinks so. But what does he know? You know, he's, you know, maybe when he makes it, yeah, you yeah. know, he can really he let us it know. Big, then we'll, we'll listen to him. Yeah. I realized I was cutting out the low frequencies. <laughs> and your voice sounds phenomenal, but my voice, I was like, it sounds really, really thin. I think it sounds good. I'm always yeah. self-conscious about how my voice you comes across. Thanks. I am too. Yeah. And I think it's a, it's a weird thing. I have so much to learn when it comes to like audio. But as I've like learned to pick out like frequencies and stuff like that, it, it, it bothers me a lot. Mm. Um, I feel you. And I'm sure so like overcritical. I get you. And like, I'm sure you, have to, you know, when you edit and you have to edit yourself and all that stuff, that stuff was never fun. I've like heard, I've like watched like blooper reels that I've been in and I'll like laugh in a take. And I'm mm-hmm. like, Ooh, let's get rid of that. <laughs> yeah. I'm not a fan of how that sounds. Yeah. You know, this might surprise you. Okay. I don't edit these. Yeah? Yeah. Good for you. If anything, that's a <laughs> I listened to the first few. Yeah. Um, just to make sure they were recording. I get it. Now I just record them and make sure I see those little dots on the screen or like the lines and the mm-hmm. there's sound. Uh, I just send it. There you go. If anyone listens, they find a problem. They might hit me up, but no one's done it yet. So either no one's listening or there's no problems. I... I wish I had the confidence that you, I, I was telling before that I was exporting a film and I, the, the final, I exported it many times. And the one that I, that was the last one, there was one before that, that I thought was going to be the last one. And I was like getting ready to send it out. And I was like, Oh, I'm going to, I'll just watch it real quick as I send it out. And I guess before I exported it, I accidentally dragged a clip like three minutes later than what it was supposed to be. So at the very beginning of the movie, there's like black, and like just sound and then yeah. like four minutes in there's like a freeze frame for like nice. a good minute and a half yeah and i was like oh that's art that's bad and the freeze frame wasn't even supposed to be a minute and a half it was like super short yeah and i was like i don't know how i messed this up and so then i had to delete it and then yeah. go back and then fix it and then re-export it and all that stuff yeah i think that's been the beauty of the podcast for me mm-hmm. being able to have like the freedom of like hmm. nice music i'm not like that yeah I get especially it. my own yeah. uh i'm very like why yeah <laughs> but anyways gotta serve somebody by bob by dylan bob dylan it's a classic yeah or at least i could see it being a classic yeah i guess we'll see you know ultimately yeah. it's gotta you know see if we'll see it. how it lasts you know if he's got yeah. uh if he's got legs <laughs> i doubt it personally true but we'll see it's just all right yeah yeah he's all right <laughs> he's fine anyways folks um welcome um again i'm so stoked I'm excited to see what this conversation will be. Um, I'm sure I'll share updates about, you know, what's been going on with me. Season three is a lot more sporadic. So I feel like there's more like personal updates to throw out for anyone who ends up caring. But, you know, I've been going up and down, trying to figure out life a little bit more, trying to figure out school, Mm. work, career, all that good stuff. Um, And I'm sure we'll talk about more of it. But um, I'm sure also as I sit here with my notes up for like what's kind of on my mind, Matt is a little intrigued with the first one saying Hispanic old couple. I did. <laughs> I, I went from the bottom up for some reason. It's like the first time in my life I've ever done that. Yeah. And I I saw it at the top of the list. I'm yeah. definitely interested. Yeah. So I just, I've been doing this thing um, when I forget, or like, so I don't forget things, jotting things down more. Because there's so often um, when I like come across something, I'd be like, I'd like to talk about that in the podcast. I don't write it down and mm-hmm. it's gone. 
So I started to write things down and these are some of the things I ended up writing down. The first one, actually, I'm going to do them out of order because it's real quick. The Plumeria Cafe has a gluten-free waffle. That is insane. Really? Had it on my birthday um, back on October 30th. Nice. For those of you who uh, missed it. Um, but Plumeria Cafe, it's amazing. It blew my mind how good it was. It didn't taste gluten-free at all. Really? I gotta and go. I feel like gluten-free things, I don't know if you've ever had the Endeavor. Yeah, I have. But gluten-free things don't always taste bad but the texture is different yep mm-hmm. you know 100 percent. and this thing is solid really okay. yeah it's so good so i would even maybe ask them to be a sponsor and say guys go try plumeria cafe let's do it. i'll walk up to there too i'll go to stance and plumeria in the same day <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah i'll be like hey i'm hunting right now <laughs> i'm on a mission <laughs> and then after that you can visit the hispanic old couple that i made that's true of. Or I'll, meet, I'll pick them up first, and <laughs> yeah. they'll be, like, with me. They'd probably be down. So, okay, Hispanic old couple. And I tried to write in the most respectful way. I, I, I didn't want it to come off poorly as I began to talk about it before I was able to explain. But mm-hmm. um, especially before the sun change time, uh, daylight savings, daylight that was saving. ridiculous that that came out that way. Um, <laughs> the sun change time, folks. Um, but before daylight savings, it was it was better. But... Um, usually when I get home before my wife, I'll take my dog out for a walk. And a lot of times it kind of matches up with like the sunset. Mm-hmm. And we've lived here for about two years and there's this, uh, old Hispanic couple and they go on a walk every night before sunset and then sit at the mouth of the complex here and watch the sunset. That's adorable. It's it's so adorable. Yeah. <laughs> right? That's really um, cute. And they, they're like super nice. And, and I, I know they're Hispanic because they speak Spanish. And like when they've ever like said something to me, it's Spanish. And I'm not confident gotcha. enough in my Spanish to like respond. Um, but I have to admit that they are for sure one of the reasons I've wanted to like practice my Spanish. Nice. Because like I always nod. I'm like, hey, how's it going? And yeah. you know, they say hola and, and everything. Um and they're like so nice and they see me with my dog and they smile and, and everything. Um, but I've just always wanted to be like, buenos tardes or, or yeah. you know, like throw something out there. But I, you know, I just, I get scared. And, and I think there's like something about it that I, I don't know how to explain yet, but I wanted to like throw it out there. Mm. Um, different languages are interesting. That's true. As a whole. Yeah. Um, tried to learn. Yeah, I don't know a Spanish. Lot. A little bit, yeah. I, I, like obviously, I took I took Spanish in school and stuff like that. Yeah, my one of my ex girlfriends, her family all spoke Spanish, and I didn't speak Spanish, and we dated for like four years. Oh, and I, as time went on, I didn't speak it, but I kind of learned to like understand it. Yeah, pick up messaging. Yeah, and then. Yeah, like I knew when they were talking about me because they'd point and laugh, but that doesn't really have anything to do with They're Spanish. Like yeah, that yeah. actually did happen. Yeah. That was the first time I met them. I'm sure they, it did. They, I heard them say it, and I was like, I know I, that was like the first Take one. that one up. Yeah. yeah. I was like, I get that, but yeah. But then we broke up, and uh, I haven't, I it kind of slipped away. Yeah. So I still kind of remember maybe little bits and pieces, but like, yeah. you know, my girl, my 
current girlfriend has tried to learn some other languages and stuff like that too. I think also just like, like I have ADHD. Mm-hmm. It's very hard to keep consistent at True. like learning a language or anything for that matter. Yeah. So like, you know, I would interested, would love to. Yeah. I'm sure my agent would love for me to ha- know other languages, but, uh, you could say you do. That's true. I've you should memorize how they sound. You don't need to know what you're saying, right? That's true. There are a couple of things on my resume that maybe aren't <laughs> completely true. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. You're an actor, so like that's true. As long as you can act like they're true, a hundred percent. It's like uh, he says in Shang Chi. You know when uh, the Mandarin? He's yes. not actually a Mandarin. When? But who? but he no when he starts talking about. Uh, when he was younger and he saw the planet of the apes and he wanted to like become an actor and, and, and he's That's telling right. him and he's like, mom, how did they make the monkeys, uh, ride the horses? Yeah. And, and she was like, Oh, they're not actually riding the horses. They're acting. Yeah. And he's like, wow, if they can get monkeys to act like they're riding horses, <laughs> <laughs> that's the best. He's like, that's amazing or whatever. And it's just like the best thing. But yeah, as long as you can act like the things on your resume are true. That's true. Just go. Then aren't you just a great actor? That's true. I did. Uh, I was talking about it a little bit before, but I did a play <laughs> and I had to rollerblade in this, which you saw actually. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, and they texted me. My stage manager texted me. I was like, do you know how to rollerblade? And I was like, a little bit. And she was like, okay, cool. And then the first rehearsal, she was like, how many times have you been on roller rollerblades? And I was, I just put them on and I said, literally just now. <laughs> I was already strapped in and yeah. I was like, this is my first time. We're but go for it. Yeah. I went, I only, I fell like, I think twice and yeah. I almost fell in a performance. So that was opening night. That would have been great. I know. Yeah. I fell on, I slid to my knees and almost fell off the stage, but not enough that people noticed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It like, looked like acting. Yeah. I like went up to my the friends that were there that night and I was like, Did yeah. it look like I was like inches from death because I felt like it? And they were like, No. I was like, Okay, good. Yeah. We digress. Yes. Hispanic old couple, inspiring. They're some of the nicest people that I hope to speak to one day. Um and I don't know why I was pointing it out, but it was just a, a cute thing. Also, I mean old couples are just adorable nice old couple nice old couples that's very true i think true. there's that's something to it i guess i haven't explained like he usually like has his arm out for her and mm. she looks like she's a little bit um like slower gotcha like mobile mobility wise um and it's just the sweetest thing and i am always like I w- that's me me my wife one day i hope as long as i live that long i guess we'll find out but um yeah i just had to point it out that they're like the, the most adorable couple for sure heck yeah well there is current events. Oh, that's a, that's the wrong word. <laughs> there is news about movies that uh, we must talk about because you're Matt Davies Morris. Dang. Um, and I love talking about that with you. Thank you. Because uh, you are respected. That's what um, nice of you to say. What was I going to say? Oh, there was something else. Oh, I have to share this. Um the things we're going to talk about uh, here and beyond. That sounded deep. They're not deep, but like <laughs> ominous. Um, it's funny because I was posting about some stuff and Matt just like responded and was like, what did you say? You were like, I think I literally, it was something to the degree of like, dude, same. <laughs> it yeah. was like, yeah, tell me it's about pretty it. Straightforward. I, I know exactly how you feel. And we were like, 
should we just talk about it all on a podcast? Heck yeah. <laughs> and I just like, I loved it because it just matched the energy in that way. And we were just like, let's for sure just send it. Um, but there was something I, I was like going to point out how I'm always down. Cause like, um, I don't know if you could tell, but I'm just like trying to be one of your best friends <laughs> for sure. <laughs> and I, I hope I'm not coming on too strong. No, not at all. Cause You're I good. feel like I've always come on a little bit too strong since we met. No, no, not at all. I, I also like, I'm such a quiet, like reserved person, not even intentionally, just like social anxiety and stuff yeah. like that, that it's kind of like to the degree that like some of my oldest friends have been like, when I first met you, I thought you were really mean because yeah. like you didn't speak. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Oh, that'll do it. So you're good. Yeah. And I think it's probably my reserved state that <laughs> makes you worry. And I'm just like chaotically, Hey, we're going to be friends. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm fully on board with that. Yeah. You're good. No. Um, but the thing I was going to say, um, cause like folks who don't know you, and they'll get to know you as the episodes go on. Or if they, if you guys listen to the last episode with Matt from season one at the end of it are there. It's true. Um, me and Matt are creative people. Yes. As a general term, because I think our mediums are definitely different for the most part. Yeah. Um, but we're going through a lot of the same stuff. Yeah. And our thought process is a lot of the same. And I have to just say, I'm very encouraged by getting to talk to you. Thank you. And for where I've been, I think the last few weeks, like mentally, um, it's been a little bit in a rut to be general. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you hit me up, I was like, yeah, we're going to do it. Yeah. We're going to talk about it. Cause why not? And I was like, Hey, are you free tomorrow? Yeah. <laughs> and I was so surprised. You were like, actually, yeah, let's do tomorrow. Yeah, like, man. Yes. Like we're going for it. Um, but I just always appreciate being able to share in that. And one of the things that we get to share in is our love for Marvel. It's true. Um, good and bad. Very. Media. Oh yeah. I, I love the good stuff and I sometimes love the bad stuff. I watched gotta... X-Men three yesterday. <laughs> Wait, for some X3? reason. Yeah. The last stand. <sighs> so good. Yeah. That was a good one. I haven't watched all the other X-Men like after that. I've seen like first class and I think one other. That's a good one. Days of Future Past is a good one. Yeah. Logan's a good one. Well, I've seen Logan. I didn't know it was going to be that gnarly. Yeah. When I had seen it. And that was like when I had a pretty good aversion to like some pretty intense stuff. But yeah. I was fine. There's some other ones there that are, you know. Just all right. Just all right. I don't know if I should be. There's always this part of me that I'm not there yet. But like you said, being a creative type person and yeah. wanting to be an actor that I'm like, how sh- how far should I go in on on one of these movies? Because mm-hmm. there are some that I X Men or or otherwise yeah. that I would love uh, that I do love <laughs> outside to just like talk about it. And be yeah. like, dude, what were they thinking? Um, or what were you know? Why did the studio sometimes make it, that decision? Yeah. Um, but I am a fan, yes, of of Marvel, of superheroes in general, and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. But the time that we live in mm-hmm. coincides with recent um, unleashings. That's not the right word. <laughs> recent releases. Yes. Of the Marvels and That's Loki true. season two. True. Um, if you haven't seen them, you should watch Loki season two. Yes. I would say that you should watch the Marvels. I would as well. But I wouldn't promise that you're going to think it's a good movie. Yeah, I would 
it's really like one of those like it's you know up it's up to the person what they think i also think like your expectations going into it is something i also think the movie is i was like talking to a, a a fellow film friend about it and i was like if it's all marvel movies are kind of like action comedies to some degree yeah but i think this one more than some of the other ones is like we're doing a 90s silly comedy and like there's specifically a sequence on a certain planet that i really enjoyed that i could see (laughs) people being like boo no i don't like this i love i thought it was really funny (laughs) i actually was like this is hilarious because it's original yeah in my mind i was like this is this hasn't been in something and i also think like being i've as i've gotten older there are like certain i'll put i'll bring these ones up because i've grown to appreciate them now but like things like like the like the schumacher batman movies things like certain like spider-man 3 and stuff which i think largely has a lot of really good stuff in it but like where the there's so much output of superhero content that i've become less um i don't know if protective is the right word but like just like like expectations yeah like i've been more like all right well look if this thing's not for me or something like that there's literally another thing like the loki season finale the marvels were on the same day yeah so it's like you know, like if there, if this is for me, I can There's literally something. go home. I watched the Marvels, went home and watched the Loki <laughs> season finale. Like, dang, you know, so it's like, it, you know, it's I, I yeah, like I, I can appreciate it for being its own thing. Because, yeah, it's like it's not like. I'm never going to see another superhero movie again. I already right. know there's like 11 of them that are going to come out in yeah. the next two years. So, like, you know, this is a, this is another one is a different one. They're doing something else like. Yeah. And then we'll just label this spoilers alert for sure that's true um if you haven't watched them and you care go watch them now pause we're talking about it that's true excuse me had to do it loki season two though yeah phenomenal i think um i think it was the last the second to last and the third to last episode where i was like huh yeah and i was like ooh, what are they gonna do or no so yeah it was the, the third to last i was like okay okay started strong i I see how it's going Mm -hmm. um the second to last i was like not bad but the finale is gonna have to be strong for me yeah um and it was oh boy yeah that was a strong finale i think um i think it's an interesting choice and i didn't expect it Mm -hmm. um which is good as far as my opinion of storytelling i think that's always a really good thing to like not expect yeah exactly what's going to happen at least up until you like realize because there's there's a certain point you're like oh that was that phrase that they just used and now you understand what's going to happen when they said replace yeah um and and again spoiler alert uh loki becomes the multiverse protector yeah the like guardian of infinite timelines (laughs) yeah and i'm really intrigued to know like what that's going to mean yeah um i know that there's been been uh things and like news articles and titles or uh, headlines of like tom hiddleston's not going to be loki anymore yeah um he's done it for 14 years and he's done a phenomenal job just throughout all of it but th- it was kind of like a, oh is he even gonna come back or did he hint that he's pretty much done and i think he could be done i think i'd be a little bit sad yeah because loki has grown so much and he grew into what he was gonna be and, and found his place in the multiverse and the protector of it and you know they brought it full circle like i'm sure you've already seen that clip of like 
when he's like uh, in oh, the, the first Thor. For you, for all of like, us. For, yeah. for all of us. And you're like, oh man, those parallels are so strong. Which was his idea. <sighs> I found out that they were like, oh, we're going to shoot your goodbye. And he like took like a walk and it like hit him. And he came in like 30 minutes later and was like, I need to, we should this say is this. The line. Yeah. And everyone was like, heck yeah. Which is awesome. That's amazing. It's beautiful. I didn't even yeah. catch it at first. And then when I saw it, I was like, oh, that's perfect. I didn't either. Um, yeah. yeah. The, the lines themselves when he's like, like, Logie, what are you doing? Blah, 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 blah. And he's like, I'm going to do this for you, for all of us. And yeah. you're like, oh, that's a good line. Yeah. And then you realize it's what he said in the first Thor movie yeah. when his dad was like, you know, trying to save him and be like, Loki, like you need to learn your place and realize yeah. that we're in this together, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, I tried to do this for you, for all of us. And you're like, and that's like before his first death. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, <laughs> oh. Like, his first of many. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like, yeah, it was just such a, a chef's kiss type of performance. I think yeah. Tom Hiddleston is amazing. He's um, great. And and I think so many of the Marvel actors and actresses are amazing. Mm-hmm. I think there are some that stand out, obviously. Yeah. Um, and, and luckily, a lot of them are like the main characters, if you would, for a lot of their respective movies and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, but him getting his own show was like such an amazing idea on Marvel's part, in my opinion, because like it turned out so well. Yeah. I think like being able to give us more from that story of that character that we all love that we kind of love to hate. Cause he's also a bad guy. That's like always mm-hmm. wanting to betray people um, was such a good move on their part. Uh, even beyond like monetary, like yeah. getting stuff. So, from like it. he's but, you know, a popular character. We should do it. Yeah. Or... But being able to give us good stories that remind us, Oh, like not all Marvel stuff. Like you said, like we're going to watch all the Marvel stuff. Yeah. Some of it we're going to love. Some of it we're going to love to hate. Yeah. But like, you know, this was one of the ones that's just like, this is such a solid thing. It was such a fun thing to jump through time with Loki, have him go through another character arc where he's like figuring out what he wants, realizing mm-hmm. like what his place is in, in the universe. And then to give him such a, a high spot. Yeah. As like the protector of the multiverse in that sense. And then also turning it into the tree. Love the that. Idrisil, like, and the, I will shout out uh, people I've been seeing, you know, I'm not the first one to do this, but uh, Natalie Holt is the composer for Loki and she's done some other stuff too. But, and not to say that this is like, she has many of other, like many other great works. Um, she goes hard in yeah. that final, that final like song is he's grabbing all the branches and putting them together and all that other stuff. I remember listening to it and I was like, Oh yeah, dude, this is, yeah, this is, what Scorsese was talking about. This is what it, this is what it is. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was really good. I even like, yeah, I was talking to somebody about it and I was like telling them like almost pleading, like you have to watch season two. Yeah. It's so good. And I was like, the ending is great. It's like sad and tragic, but like beautiful. And it's like, I haven't had a feeling like that in a little bit despite enjoying yeah. a lot of the marvel stuff i know phase four and stuff like that can be kind of like divisive but like i think there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff that i enjoy in there but like that feeling that i felt for how he ends up is kind of being getting his throne but being alone and all this other stuff like mm-hmm. i hadn't felt in a little bit yeah um yeah it was really really satisfying i felt like one of the good um pieces that aided in like the satisfaction of this finale was when he finally was able to admit like why he was trying to save the timeline and why he was yeah. trying to like do it. And he's like, I want friends basically. Yeah. 
like he finally felt like he had that i'm like oh like yeah poor guy <laughs> me too yeah like, <laughs> yeah same dude <laughs> um but no like it's just so solid i i have to admit like for me when he was walking up the stairs and he started to grab things i was like very torn mm-hmm. it's like okay see what he's doing is he taking all of them and like okay okay like because it's a very slow and dramatic scene yeah like that it, it goes through like he does the thing he 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 walks up he destroys it blah blah, blah that stuff right and it like you're like what then he goes into the the portal and they don't see him anymore yeah and then you see him like ascend in that sense to the throne um and hold all the the branches and like it's crazy like even thinking about it, actually just in this moment like them calling it branches even and it turning into a tree yeah whoa storytelling man and i saw that apparently the like <laughs> moniker i guess that like they're kind of having this version of loki go by that you know obviously he started as the god of mischief and in doing what he did he's essentially transitioned to becoming the god of stories is what they're calling him oh and i think that's such a cool i would i want to be called the god of stories it's awesome that's so baller um but yeah it's like and i thought the costume was so cool like he's had a lot of costumes over the years and like more or less i'd say they were all pretty solid but i just liked the like kind of rustic nature like of of the of his whole get up um and also like you know the whole cat like it's uh, when I started season two again, I was like, yeah, man, him and Owen Wilson are such a duo. Dude. So good. Owen Wilson did such a phenomenal job. I love him. It blows my mind. Like him as Mobius. I was like, wow. Yeah, <laughs> like, wow. It, it's just so good. Uh, I think they, they did some really good casting in this. Um, uh, yeah. Loki season two, man. If you haven't watched any of loki i would wa- i would recommend to watch all of it actually i would too uh it's super solid and season two leads like right like season one and season two are not far apart in terms of like chronology like season one leads right into season two yeah so you know it definitely helps to to have seen it yeah yeah it really makes me wonder what they're gonna do with kang yeah um especially with everything what's that's going, on. going on yeah <laughs> with mr majors but yep. um it, it's uh it's going to be interesting there's always a political side if you would about uh casting and yeah. people and, and storytelling but you know uh i hear that they've been going back and forth on like are we going to recast kang are we going to Dr. ditch Doom. him completely and like i I don't really know what the right answer is. I do think Kang, I think with any character, I think ultimately like when people are like, Oh, like what are we gonna outside of things like, and kind of an unfortunate tragedy, like something like with Chadwick Boseman or something like that. Like it's kind of the question of what do you do? But like there's, or at least I think recently, like specifically with like comic book stuff, there's this idea of like, Oh, well if you recast someone, how are you going to explain it in universe? And sometimes I'm always like, I don't know how much that really matters. Like, it's like, we, we all know. And like, we all go into it knowing it's not real. And it's like, you know, like Iron Man 2 does the thing where like Don Cheadle walks out and looks at Tony Stark and he's like, they set it up really well that he's like the surprise guest in the courtroom or whatever. And he's just like, it's me. I'm here. Deal with it. And then they move on. 
yeah. and it's like they they don't really try to like and like kang is a character was that, that i didn't really mean to no no no. go ahead interrupt was there drama around that recast or was it just a recast it was like, like a there there's a lot of stories about what went down mm. i think the one that could be wrong but the one that i hear the most is like payment like a, a kind of a pay issue with mm. like how much Terrence Howard was looking for was how the studio was willing to give and all this other stuff. And like, there were some executives that were saying certain things about the recast that were not particularly kind. Mm. Um, and yeah, pretty, pretty messed up, but like, yeah, it, yeah, it seems like it was kind of just a lot of things that came in and like, I, I, I think Terrence Howard would have done a, good job continuing i do really like don Cheadle. yeah you know, i think that character just in general hasn't maybe had the most to do sometimes and i think that you know Cheadle is is such a good actor that i would love i mean i guess he's gonna get a movie so like i'm hoping you know that he gets something good but like yeah exactly get gets kind of what he deserves because he is a solid actor yeah. like you said like i think he's a really solid uh roadie in the yeah. universe for sure um but yeah i think like they have, I think, the end of Loki season two. They have an opportunity to just be like, yeah, we we fi- we fixed the Kang stuff, and still kind of go on with like Doctor Doom. You can still do yeah. Secret Wars with Doctor Doom, but like, also, I think you could. There are actors that I think would be just would be great as Kang. Like, I personally am a really big fan of Leslie Odom Jr. from Hamilton. He plays Aaron Burr. It's just in Never the new seen Hamilton Exorcist movie. He's great, and I think there's like a certain like regality about Kang. I don't really know if that's a full word, but like there's a regal quality. I like regality. Yeah. Thank you of Kang, and I think Leslie Adams Jr. would do a great job. He's also like, he's such a versatile guy. He could do the variants of Kang and stuff like that. Like, yeah. There's a lot of other people that people have been talking about that would be really good too. But I'm I'm just interested to see where it goes. I'm sure yeah. they're having every kind of alternative conversation as to what they can do. Yeah, seriously. But, you know, I think yeah. there's a way that you can, I think you could do Just either think or. It. Yeah. It's not going to be a bad thing forever. Yeah. The Marvels. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't mean, I really did yeah. like the movie. I don't want to yeah, yeah, yeah. be like it and bad. No, blew I blew my mind. That Jack Black and Lizzo were in it. In the Marvels? Oh, wait. wait. I was like, what did I miss? <laughs> they weren't. I'm thinking, You're thinking of the Mandalorian. <laughs> it's a similar vibe, that planet. It's the same vibe. It's a very similar okay, vibe. Okay, wait. Sorry. We're not talking about the Mandalorian. We made That's another really one. That's really funny. Uh, that was great, too. But, okay, they're not. <laughs> I did like when they showed up. I thought that was funny. I just blew my own mind. I, when Jack Black over. showed up, not to get off topic, but Jack Black showed up on The Mandalorian, and I was like, that's what I'd expect Jack that Black to look like in Star Wars. Yeah. I saw him at the picket line on a strike really? a couple weeks ago. I Dang. heard him laugh in real life. It, like, recharged. Good. Like, it refueled me. It's the so sweetest good. thing. It was, like, so cool. I I love him so much. He's so yeah. cool. I saw him, like, he's been doing all those picket lines. Good for him. Yeah. Um, the Marvels, though. Um yes. I liked it same i think the story was solid yeah i think it resolved it did it did the job of a story pretty well i'm no expert and so i'm intrigued to know if you felt this too 
some of the dialogue seemed uh like boxy to me yeah um it wasn't at the same low level as like mario uh-huh so mario was a kid's movie i did not see mario oh dude i okay. need to see it so mario wanting great, to see it but it is a kid's movie yeah. for kids with an attention span of five seconds for like, real it, it is same. for sure that <laughs> it, it, and you might enjoy it yeah <laughs> i was thinking of you. Um, no, i am kidding. i am the right demographic then no but that movie was like like the dialogue was like five lines each gotcha. scene uh not exactly each time but it was very simplified like hey we need to get to that place cool we'll get there we're there like yeah it's like whoa that was so fast there wasn't like much reasoning and there wasn't much to it yeah um it's very straightforward so that anyone could follow which you know mario as a kid's movie understandable mm-hmm. but there was parts of um the marvels that some of them were just like that i think the ones that kind of bothered me maybe i'm being sensitive in a sense but uh maria rambo mm-hmm. amazing scientist yes very smart mm-hmm. and maybe i just don't I don't feel like we've learned the extent of her smartness. God, exactly. Yeah, you, yeah. But there was things, and then the one that really bothered me, spoilers again, um, where she like looks at the the tear in space and time. Oh, yeah. And she's like, oh, this, this, and that, science words, and blah, blah, blah. Like, she throws ones yeah. out. The she quantum delivers realm them great. will fall through. We have to And she's like, we've never the... seen this before. And yeah. she just goes, oh, cool. Just shoot me with your power. I'll go to the other side and close it. And you're like, yeah so all this theoretical stuff about space and time you're just like we're just gonna do that thing and it'll work yeah and it's a movie so obviously it works yeah but um i think the science things for me felt too theatrical yeah too like movie movie magic we'll just sprinkle a little bit on it um and i don't know if you felt those at all i definitely felt on it like even like going kind of outside of that my really my one thing that i i, I yeah i don't want to say problem or anything like that but like yeah, thing that critiquing. i i noticed maybe when watching it was like i will say so i i was watching i've watched a lot of interviews with the director she has a writing credit on it need Costa. i really like her i think she's really talented i think she's really smart i liked I really I saw her movie before this was a the sequel to Candyman I thought was really really good. Um she in an interview had said that for her this movie was she used the term which I think is a a good sentiment is all killer no filler was what she said that she was mm. like all good stuff and we're not like really like slowing down which is where I think yeah. the 90s stuff really comes in of like it's like I heard someone as like a negative was like the Marvels is action set pieces strung together by scenes. And I was like, yeah, but some of the best action movies are kind of like that too. Yeah. But like my Fast thing, and the furious. I mean, yeah, I do those have stories. I <laughs> just, kidding. I, just kidding. I, I will say speaking to someone who did <laughs> cry at the end of furious seven, <laughs> I was driving home with my girlfriend and I was watching it on an iPad <laughs> and I started, I was like full iPad baby in the passenger seat. And I was watching Furious 7 and all of a sudden it like as it was it's the one with Paul Walker's send off oh, and dude. as it was as I was watching it I felt tears going down my face and I genuinely started to cry and my girlfriend turned to me and she was like are you 
crying at this at movie. Fast and the Furious. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, Dude, fully. The song is what gets me whenever I even see clips of that. It's really like thinking about it. I'm like, Ugh. for something is like, as, as I say this with such love with as silly as the Fast and the Furious. Yeah. It was like, yeah, crazy, like logic. We're throwing it out the window action. And then all of a sudden it was like, we're going to hit you with so much emotion and yeah. it really worked and they did um, they did they yeah. really did um but with the marvels like my thing was like kind of similar with like this some of the science talk like you're talking about is the brevity of the movie was like a a positive and a negative for me where there were times where we would stop specifically like with maria and carol was something that i noticed where we would spend a little bit of time and talk about their relationship and i'd be like oh that's interesting i want to I want to, I want to get into that more, but by the time we're talking about it, we're kind of already moving into the next action sequence. Yeah. And it was like, that was the thing where I'm like, okay, you're, I, you are accomplishing all the, the things that you need to accomplish for this story to like, like you said, like kind of to hit all the beats check and the check the box in a sense. And like, it's like, yeah, it's like all that stuff is there. And I think it tracks and all that stuff, but there's like this, I can feel this like emotional core underneath that I don't think is missing, but I think could be e maybe even more powerful mm -hmm. and stronger. And so like this, some of that, like the science talk, like you're talking about is that thing of like, Oh, we're just going to do this. And it's like, cool. And then they do it. And it's like, cool. We're moving the story forward. And I'm like, that's fine. Like uh, uh, the story has got to get here. I understand that. Um, and I like, you know, I, you know, it's, it's complicated for me. Cause it's like, I'm not one of those people. I see some people online sometimes where there's this idea that like runtime equals quality. And it's like, when someone's like a movie's three hours, people are like, it's going to be good. It must be so good. And it's yeah. like, no, no, man. Like I've seen three hour movies that feel like 90 minutes and 90 minute movies that feel like three hours. Dude, and it's how, like, how long is even spy kids? You know what I mean? Like one of I the know. best movies. Not long enough. Ever. <laughs> frankly, could be longer. Um, <laughs> Just cause we need more though. Not cause it's incomplete. Exactly. Oh yeah. No, not at all. Cause it's incomplete. It is, it is exactly what it needs to be, but yeah. I just feel so wanting for more. Exactly. Um, but I guess that's why there's four other sequels. <laughs> yeah, 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 um, exactly. But <laughs> I guess Robert Rodriguez agreed. Um, but yeah, it's like, I, I really like this aspect of it and I wish we could spend more time with them and get to understand. And I feel like, you know, why Maria goes to forgive Carol and all that stuff. And like, all that stuff is good, but I'm, that was my thing. I'm like, I want to see more of it. And I'm, you know, so anything, it's like my, my negative is kind of a positive that I'm like, all these right. characters work and you're doing it, but I think it would resonate even stronger if i got more but i do like the like all killer no filler sentiment of like i'm just gonna give you a good time with the movies and i think i yeah it's i think it's genuinely entertaining i think some of the like visual issues that maybe marvel has had in the past isn't as as uh, noticeable in that one loki is looks awesome so yeah. it's kind of hard to like watch loki the comparison yeah like loki everything's like tangible and real for the most part yeah and um, there's a few of those scenes when you can tell like in the marvels yeah that was fake yeah you're like <laughs> that oh, wasn't even a stunt person i saw that cgi face i uh i watched the flash i saw how that looked <laughs> <laughs> i haven't watched those ones but um no i think uh with the marvels 
it's very fast paced and it feels a lot more action driven than the story like you were mentioning yeah um i think like the character of captain marvel has gone through a lot yeah that we haven't seen yeah that's the hardest thing with the mcu sometimes just as a whole is that like we'll get development sometimes off screen which like is needed and i I, there's this idea maybe that kind of works where you're like well it's a universe so it's breathing so you're kind of like jumping in at different moments but like there's the whole like like for example like iron man of it all like iron man 3 he gives it all up avengers 2 comes back and he's in the suit again and they they do a good job explaining that in civil war but like yeah yeah like things will happen and you're like oh like that would have been really cool yeah to get to see and like I I'm kind of bummed that we're just talking about it, you know. I would have loved to yeah. see that that development to see yeah. that growth. It would have been, I mean, it seemed like it was definitely simplified in a sense because she is so powerful. But yeah, you know, if there was a movie about her taking down Hala, yeah, for like the Kree Empire and like more of that, yeah. And I mean, I know it was maybe an oversimplified task in that sense where she knew where she had to go and she was able to do it because she's so strong. Like yeah, you know, and we saw the flashbacks in the movie. But like if there was like a story about that where it's like it's not on Earth, it's different characters. We're not tying things too much together, but we're seeing more like Captain Marvel and what she's been up to. Yeah. Rather than just flashbacks. I think um you know, could have made for an interesting story too. Even like uh the Star Wars prequels for me are kinda like that where in episode two, Yoda says, uh begun the Clone Wars have. Like he's like, We've started the Clone Wars. Yeah. And then episode three starts and it's like Okay, we're finishing the class. Yeah, exactly. And I know, like, you know, ultimately we got a, you know, six season show or whatever that got to ex- explore all that. But yeah, you, if you watch them as they came out as movies, you're like, okay, we're getting into the Clone Wars. And then episode three starts it's and done. you're like, what do you mean? Yeah, you're like, what do you mean it's done? We're or just, even what? In, in episode four. Yeah. When Obi Wan's like, I knew your father in the Clone Wars. Yeah. And the people are like, the what? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's that same thing. It's. Yeah, so like that's that's always kind of again it's that thing where it's like it's like my complaint is that I'm almost asking for more and granted that maybe is kind of an issue right now with what's going on with just like output of just any any every yeah. kind of piece of media. Um but yeah, the like off screen character development sometimes is kind of a bummer. And like I think all the action is really good. I think that first fight scene with the three of them when they first when they're all jumping together and it's like in the house and on the spaceship and on the planet and all that stuff. I was like, cool, man, this feels like someone's really behind the camera and really working. And like, that's really fun. And like, yeah, I love all the cast. I think Brie Larson's really talented. I really like Tiana Paris. I think Amon Vellani is like, so like not to like both Tiana Paris and Brie Larson are incredible, but I think like Amon Vellani is, is becoming, I think one of those people on the level of like a RDJ's Iron Man where it's like, she's so that character. Yeah. And like, I could see her. Yeah. Being one of those, like, yeah, like th- this, she's Miss Marvel. Right. And like, yeah, she, she's so good in it. I am a big fan of, of her. Yeah. I think I'm there with you in, in, uh, again, the respect her for mom. her. Sorry. <laughs> I think her Dude, mom is so, so I love her mom. True. Um, but uh, no, like I was going to say, like out of respect for like the, the actresses, they did like a killer job. Yeah. So amazing. Like love Brie Larson. Um, I don't know 
their the other names. I know you just said them, but Tiana Paris, uh, Tiana Paris, Amon Vellani, and Amon Vellani. Yeah, they did. They did such an amazing job, and I think I agree with you th- uh, so much about like her playing Miss Marvel. And I watched the show, and like I actually really enjoyed it. Yeah, I know Marvel shows up and down, hit and miss, yeah. as, as we're getting with everything now. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I enjoyed it because it was like new. It was a new character. I think it was done well. Yeah, and in an interesting way that wasn't just like hey please come back and watch us uh, since Endgame. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? It wasn't like a a grab for like anything, like a cheap shot that you could feel like is a cheap shot, you know, that yeah. they know is going to work or something. It's like actually like good content done well. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to say there was a few fight scenes and yeah, that, that first one in the house, amazing. And you're like, yeah. what? Like they're figuring it out. It's just, they did, they did that one actually really well. Um, but there was a few, and I think it was their first one when they fought uh, the main bad guy girl. Mm-hmm. bad girl guy yeah bad girl sounds weird <laughs> <laughs> antagonist uh, the antagonist yeah. um but uh i had noticed a few of them they like go for a punch and then they like freeze oh yeah i get you and it, it felt like it just wasn't choreographed to the level of even some of the other ones in that movie but like were. expecting the hit kind of a thing yeah and and it just like looked uh boxy for mm. the choreography for the fight and and uh for me it like redeemed it because like that last fight yeah such good choreography like it was done well all the, the camera angles it wasn't any of those moments where you're like what are they waiting for like yeah <laughs> they're waiting for someone to jump into their hand right there yeah um but yeah i think it, it made it up for me but there was a few of those moments in the fighting where i was like they probably could have spent a little bit more time on that fight yeah for like specific scenes yeah i, I again still overall like respect them for making the movie and that's their art and it was great yeah and i'm gonna watch it anyways but you know picking it apart there was little things like that that i'm the type of person i wouldn't mind like take the extra time with it i understand there's deadlines and reality of life but yeah you know i do want to shout out i think my favorite joke in the movie is they go to that planet where everybody the language is song yeah so everybody sings and there's a prince that carol because of kind of she says a legal issue had to marry and so she's technically the princess of this planet and they have this little like moment where they're both singing to kind of the court and like speaking to each other and then he comes aside and starts talking to the leads and isn't speaking in song and they get confused and carol goes oh he's bilingual (laughs) and i think that's a really funny joke Um, the gems for sure yeah i thought that was a fun joke um and I thought all the costuming was really cool. I thought her dress in that sequence was amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, I think all that stuff is really cool. I Yeah, like, the movie's silly in a good way, I think. Like, her transition into the dress is literally, like, stars. And, like, I texted yeah. my girlfriend at the end of the movie, like, when I was I, – I didn't see her with her. And I she asked me how it was. And I was like, I think you would enjoy it because I, there's a huge part of the movie that is, like, pi- like cats are a pivotal part <laughs> Oh my god. Of the gosh. story. And depending on who you are, and I understand both sides, you could love that or hate it. And yeah. like I totally get why people I enjoyed it because I was like I at that point I was like, Yeah, man, let's do this. I'm not a fan but of like, cats. I get it. I'm allergic. But I loved that. Yeah. I thought it was so original. Yeah. And so like, oh, this is Captain Marvel. Oddly like, dark. It's yeah. Like it was it was weird. so good. And then uh isn't it they play the cats theme, like the song yeah, yeah, that's yeah. going on in, in that crazy scene. And we're not gonna spoil that because you're gonna have to watch it because it's just it's hard to explain. Yeah. It's just yeah, it it's just amazing and... that it turns out that way. 
yeah at like halfway through that sequence i was like sitting in the theater i was like oh this is like a really important part of the story yeah is all of these cats doing what they are doing yeah. and yeah i was on board yeah <laughs> i no, was into it insane yeah i think the movie was solid um yeah i hate to hear the rumors that like brie larson might be over the role yeah um because i honestly think she's done great i think she's gotten a bad rap i do too i understand if she's done like i would yeah i get it i would i wouldn't blame her but you know um she's done what she's done yeah i think it's been it has been great yeah um and she'll do more for sure i'm very excited i'm pretty sure so yeah to see which whatever she does like i'm always going to be excited for because i do think she's so talented yeah so like yeah if it's there's more captain marvel in her future i'm all for it like but if not like you know i uh i'm excited to see what else she does yeah you know room is incredible (laughs) so yeah you know all right yeah the fun is over all right we're gonna get into serious stuff as hour two ticks on here all right let's do it I was kidding. The fun is not over. The fun still goes. So yeah, I wrote Defined Traffic, but I'm going to save that for another one. Okay, sounds good. No offense to you. We're no, just going to talk okay. about other things. Um, Knowing me, I just start talking about LA. I get yeah, frustrated, yeah. so we're good. <laughs> right. Yeah. Why is my blood pressure, pressure yeah, so high? Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Freaking um, Studio City. No. <laughs> Dude, so true. Um, okay. So I've had a lot on my mind. Mm-hmm. I post a lot of my close friends. It's true. And I'm very open. A little bit too brave sometimes about I what like I'm throwing it. out there. And I won't throw everything out there for the, the sake that anyone could listen to this, but not anyone can see my close friends. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've had a lot on my mind. I think I've made comments about it in other podcast episodes if you're keeping up on them. But if not, basically, I threw some things out and I asked friends for wisdom around the topics of growing up too fast taking risks and pursuing passions finding what fulfills you so you don't feel drained i feel like those are all very heavy loaded type of things like yeah what do those mean important like Um, things to grapple with and i think when you hit me up and we just like pitched it like let's just do a podcast i think a lot of it stemmed from what i was sharing earlier how like being like-minded in our creative endeavors and our pursuits like that uh you know inspires me yeah same makes me want to create makes me want to do a podcast right like heck yeah um and and we've had a lot of cool conversations that i'm sure will echo certain things but uh i'm I'm gonna share in a bit some of the things that people had said as like food for thought but Mm. do you have any things that were your were on your mind about that chunk of things um yeah i mean definitely i mean like yeah i think kind of what echoing what you were saying like being someone that wants to kind of produce and pursue something creative for you know in my in my hopes to you know act and and make movies and stuff like that like it's it can be really gratifying but it can also be really stressful and kind of like uh, I don't know if destructive is the right word, but just like kind of intense. Like I've, I've described before, like acting, I've been like, it's kind of a toxic relationship a little bit. The idea that like 
there's the, the notion that like 99 out of 100 auditions you don't get. And it's like, well, if I was like looking objectively at those statistics, why should anybody do it? <laughs> right. You know, if you're getting 99 out of 100 no's, like it's, 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 it's really hard to like learn to work through that. And then this is where the kind of toxic relationship part is, is like, I remember auditioning for like two years and booking nothing. And then I booked a commercial and every audition that I didn't get, I instantly forgot about. And I was like stoked and like, like euphoria rushed all over, like washed all over me. And I got to do the commercial and I was like so excited. And then it was over and I got paid and then I moved on and then I didn't book the next job and stuff like that. And so (laughs) then you go right back into it and it's like, that's such a, I've had friends, like I have a lot of friends who are much smarter than I am. And like in STEM, like I have like a friend who's like a biochemist and I've like, I went to dinner with him and like some of his other friends who were all in STEM and I was like the only like creative kind of person there. And I was telling them about auditioning and stuff like that and kind of what I've experienced. And one of them literally looked at me and was like, why do you keep doing it? Right. And I was like, I, I don't know. Yeah. You don't have to ask my therapist, I guess. But like, yeah, like I think it's, it, the, these concepts I think are things that everybody grapples with, but I think sometimes being in a creative space and maybe I'm biased, you know, maybe I don't understand because I've, haven't been in things like STEM and all that other stuff, or maybe I yeah. haven't experienced that side of it, but like in my experience and, you know, assuming that people who are in creative fields kind of feel a similar way, like these topics come up in my head all the time, like at least every other day, at yeah. least. This like, is your Roman empire. Yeah, <laughs> it is my Roman empire. Honestly, my girlfriend was like, do you think about the Roman empire? And I was oh. like, no, not at all. And like, I actually think about the Roman Empire. I think I, you were talking about that. But I feel I weird. Do. I don't. I like. I. I never. All the like guy TikTok trends. Like she was like, "Do you think you could land a plane if time if things came down to it?" And I was like, "Oh no, <laughs> absolutely not, absolutely yeah. not." Um, but, but I do think about these stuff. This stuff all the time. And like, I have, I had an experience a couple weeks ago that was incredibly fulfilling for me and what I want to do is my career and what would be viewed as very uh, reaffirming. But I walked out of it in like full imposter syndrome. Like I was in the car driving home with my girlfriend and I was like, everybody was lying to me, right? Like nobody was telling me the truth. Like this isn't real. Yeah. And like it's, yeah, it's very strange to the guy who to eric who asked me why do i keep doing this i don't know (laughs) yeah you know it's it's the it's when you get to do it was that that was from an audition it was from a i can't really talk too much about it but like it wasn't a it wasn't a sag thing so it wasn't like struck work or anything like that but it was like a night that i had had with some people that had seen something non-union that i had done um and there were people there and I will, I can tell you off air 
but like there mm-hmm. were people there who were notable oh, okay. who saw it and were very uh complimentary of my performance wow and i yeah do not believe that yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i just don't like i appreciate what they said but i don't know if i'll ever actually believe it believe that what they meant what they said i'll be like that was a that that was a nice lie that you told me but you know and i think i can uh maybe relate to that uh like thought that you might be having in that and i've never had that experience necessarily especially with like I've never like had to like pitch my work mm-hmm. or like I, I, I don't actively at this moment try to like get work for my art, mm-hmm. um, which is another big thing in and of itself. Cause I don't know if I want to turn my art into work Yeah, the way that I look at it. I don't know if you see acting as an art in that sense. Yeah, yeah think, definitely. You know, I yeah. feel like you do, but um, that's something, uh, something I'll share as someone had mentioned, but um Like we are so hypercritical. Oh yeah. Of our own work. Oh yeah. Um, I can't even tell you the amount of times that I have um, re-recorded my voice, <laughs> doing the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, performance is fine, quality's fine, but I've done it over you so gotta do it many times. Got to do one more times. time, like yeah. Yeah, and it's like, dude, I think I wouldn't. Uh, I think usually in any given song, and I do layers of vocals um, for sure, but like anywhere from two to 400 takes in any given song mm-hmm. uh, because I'm like, no, that wasn't perfect. Yeah. No, that wasn't perfect. And there's so many tools out there that I can definitely like invest in that would allow that job to be done for me a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. But I think I have like a lot of that analog pride of like, no, I'm just, gonna perform it better yeah um which i'll you know i'll wrestle with but like the song that i currently have like done just won't go back to it because i'm like so hypercritical of like that wasn't perfect yeah and it's like it's hard because if i showed you the song right now not to sound arrogant or be like no it's such a good song but like you'd probably be like that was a good song like yeah you'd be like you would listen to it as i listen to or as other people listen to any song, right? Yeah. Because you're like, no, that's that's a good song, and like, I'm sure if I poked you and prodded you, you'd you'd, you'd give me more like maybe more critical mm-hmm. thought. But when people listen to music, they just listen to music. Yeah. They're not listening to all the things that I've had to listen to over like the last six months to a year grappling with. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I've been doing these uh, Berkeley School School of Music uh, online courses here and there. And one of the things that someone had thrown out there, one of the teachers in one of the videos um, that I've been trying to do, I'm probably not great at it and like I need to repractice, but it was like, don't listen to your song over and over again. Mm-hmm. Listen to it as little times as possible while you're making it. Yeah. Because you'll hear those imperfections. You'll hear those things that no one's going to hear that like might even add character to the song, right? Yeah. And it's one of those things that like obviously like, hey, if you hit the wrong note, maybe re-record it. But like when it comes down to being able to like just throw the song out there and like 
th- put together a good production that feels good for the vision that you want. And I've learned like a lot about that too, of like what you're actually going for is, is super important. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, if you keep hearing it, it's going to make you like miserable in a yeah. sense. And like, I'm like, Oh, that's so true. Yeah. Like there's this song, um, I was putting together for one of those classes and I just, I couldn't record the vocals anymore. I couldn't do it. I was like, I can't get this right. Yeah. But like, as I look at it and I analyze it, I'm like, I know the timing and the notes are right, but I, I don't like the way it sounds and I hate it. Yeah. <clears throat> and it's that hypercritical side of ourselves that it's like, you know, this is my art. It's never to be good enough for whatever reason. Yeah. You know, and, and that's the toxic relationship type of thing. Like you mentioned, um, like, why do you do it? Yeah. It's like, dude, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I like it for some reason. Yeah. You kind of, <laughs> I feel like you always like rediscover. Yeah. Like why you kind of get like little, um, sometimes I visualize them as like, yeah, <laughs> this is so silly. Uh, in Mario Kart, when you're on a track and there's those little like rainbow colored arrows on the ground that yeah. you hit and they boost you just for a second yeah. and they kind of keep you going and kind of maybe, maybe bump your head in the race, but you kind of stay on the course. Yeah. And like, that's kind of how I've experienced certain moments. Like I, I, I did a play like a year ago and like I was feeling very low about my image of who I was as an actor and who I was in general like I was grappling a lot with a lot of like work stuff like while doing it and I was like getting kind of depressed and like there were times where I was like I was missing auditions like like semi-intentionally and all this other stuff and then you know you rehearse and you do it you know every day five (laughs) days a week you do it for two months and then you do it and at a certain point yeah like it kind of washes over you like you hear it a bunch of times and I remember coming out and performing and, you know, you do something that was like kind of meant to be a joke, but you've done it, a th- you know, 300 times now. So you don't really know it, what it is and it gets yeah. a laugh and you get that kind of like affirmation of like, okay, I haven't, maybe it's like, I haven't been wasting my time or something yeah. like that. And that kind of, yeah, it gives you that little, little bump and stuff like that. Like I, I, I'm finishing up the horror, the short film that I've been working on is a horror movie and I've been working on it for a while. And I sat my younger brother down once and I was like, I need you to watch this because I have seen this so many times (laughs) that I don't know if any of this is working. Like, I need you to tell me if this is good essentially. Like, cause if I, I can't distinct myself from like what is good and what isn't. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, 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 it can be really draining like at yeah. times, you know? Yeah. One of the things, this might be a good moment to share one of the screenshots. Let me see. Um, one of the things that someone had mentioned about that thought there, I didn't screenshot it actually cause I'm a ding dong. So let me pull it up. Um, one of my buddies, Alex Randall, shared some wisdom i open-endedly was just anyone got any wisdom for any of these thoughts right and dang how long ago was it it's not this long ago dude i send him stuff every day where'd he go <laughs> there he is okay he threw out here's his wisdom i'll just share 
from the three things I was mentioning, he was like, number one, no need to set speed for growing up. Do what makes you happy and don't worry about when you are doing it. Mm -hmm. Uh, He had shared there is something to be said for doing what you love because you love it, not because someone is telling you to do it for money. Yeah. Which is kind of where I like, uh, well, I'll share more about this in a minute, actually. Let me, fin- let me finish this up here. But he said, compartmentalize work and play, then only go into the specific play buckets when you want to. Sometimes I look at my painting rig, know that I have a deadline approaching, but say, nah, I want to play video games tonight, and so I don't paint. That's w- That way, when I do paint, it fills me up. Um, I haven't touched music in like a month. And it's one of those things I wrestle with because, like, I want to, but I know I don't want to. Yeah. Um, and I try to car- compartmentalize them, but uh, I was recently, I was uh, getting together with, like, a, a mentor of mine that I haven't connected with in a little bit. Uh, and shout out Christian Ochoa. But um, <laughs> he was like, all right long term whatever shoot for the sky what's your goal what do you want to do and like this is what i've been thinking about like what do i want to do with my life yeah and and i like i've always been the type of person that's like i want a job that i can clock out from and not worry about and just get paid yeah um which there's still parts of me that like would love to do that and have a family and just like do the thing yeah Monday through friday and so i can do whatever but when he asked me like gut response was like dude i want to be producer yeah, yeah. i I, I want like, it's funny because I, I kind of am. Yeah. I don't get money for it. <laughs> it's pro bono producing. There but, you go. Um, it's an investment in your future. Yeah. Uh, but like just knee jerk reaction. I was like, that's what I want to do. Like I would love to help other people make music. Cause like I like my music and it's my art and it's my way to like share a little bit about me and like be creative and, and learn things, you know, for fun. Yeah, And I'm glad that I'm not on a pressure of a deadline of being like, I have to make music to make money and put food on my table. Yeah. Cause that's also a grind in and of itself. Um, <clears throat> but I get to make music when I want to. And it's hard because I mean, I don't know if you've ever felt this in a similar way for, for acting, but like I feel guilty mm. when I don't, but I think a part of it's healthy. Yeah. You know, like being able to just be like, I don't want to work on music today. I'm not going to force myself to because I don't want to. But it's hard because it'll be like months at a time. Like this song uh, that I've been wanting to release and I I even like go back and forth on the name of it. I have to think about like album art and visuals. And I was like, all right, it's done. I'm like, no, it's not. And I'm like going all the way back. But like, um, and then I overthink it. But like it was ready months ago and I could have done it. I would have probably been happy with actually where it was, but I just overdoctored it, of course. Yeah. And now it's like not in a good spot again. I don't really save or, or manage like different save moments to a point where I could like go back to another iteration uh, effectively. I know how, but it's like, I don't do those saves. I just, here's my project. It's always moving forward. Um, and it's hard because it's like, I would love to make music for a living one day. Um, but I even more so like, I want to m- help other people make music. Like, I don't mm. think that I have like the gift of music that needs to be shared with the world, you know? Yeah. Um, obviously I'm a big fan and I've, I've picked up a lot of it through a lot of natural talent and I've spent a lot of years like 
playing instruments and, and all yeah. this type of stuff. And, you know, I've put hard work into it for sure. Um, but I've, I've never thought like, oh, my songs and my lyrics are just so amazing. Like I'm the next Taylor Swift. Like, yeah, <laughs> by no means. But I, I see so many other people who are talented. And um, I even have this family friend and she's, you know, younger um, family friend and she's like super talented. She goes to Belmont for music and I'm like, please let me produce your music. <laughs> like, please. Okay. Like, like, you have a talent that I see and I, for whatever reason, have acquired all this music gear <laughs> of years of throwing money, <laughs> yep. thousands of dollars at this gear that I have in this studio for the music that I don't make. Um, let me make your music because like I, I uh, have you ever seen the movie Begin Again? I have. I just watched it. Nice. My wife was like, oh, you might like it. I was like, I don't want to watch it. And she was like, you never want to? I was like, cool, fine. So I just hit play. Nice. Um, <laughs> but uh, gnarly movie, good old Mark Ruffalo and... Kira Knightley. Kira Knightley. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was one of those movies, it wasn't a huge inspiration, but it definitely inspired me a little bit because of the content, obviously. Like yeah. him being a washed out music producer <laughs> that was like big in the 90s for like, what was it? The hip hop uh, and like R&B, I think yeah, is what it was. Like that, yeah, something like that. Um, scene in New York, but he's like alcoholic, split up from his wife, like not a not present in his child's life, like yeah. crazy story. But there's that like it felt like kind of like an iconic scene because I think it was in like the Netflix preview part of it, but like where he like hears her song and he like hears the parts to oh, it. Oh yeah, yeah, and it's like I don't think you know I'm not seeing the visual and all that kind of stuff, but like I kind of see th- i hear hear stuff like that sometimes you know um not to say that it's all i build like the perfect song like he did in the movie of course because it's a movie but um like i hear the, the song and i'm like dude like i want to help elevate your skill and your gift yeah um because for whatever reason i've learned all this stuff and i've acquired this gear and i think you have something really cool that people would want to hear not to say that i'm like uh putting fools on the uh conveyor belt like, of success yeah, yeah. but like, like, i'm the one that's gonna do yeah or something like that i get you, I feel you. but no i started making music with uh that family friend and i was like i will record and make your music for free just don't forget me if you get famous yeah because <laughs> i wouldn't be surprised it's like even if you want me to just come like be a bass player with your band or like whatever it is like i would love to like i'm not a super skilled producer by any means like i'm totally amateur doing it as a hobby and just learning. Um, but I, I just, I love to like help put those things together and make music that isn't, I wrestle with this, but isn't like, uh, supposed to sound like anything else. Cause reference tracks are actually a really big thing that I'm realizing oh, yeah. are used in, in music production, which I think is very smart and professional. And, um, on my stuff, I actually like, just for fun like stay away from it yeah because i'm like that's a, film, I'm just a lot to make of composers or really? directors will do reference tracks for yeah. scores yeah yeah and so um that's like been a thing that i wrestle with of like I've, I've tried it i've tried it without it a lot but it's like i just i'm gonna make music it's gonna sound like what i want it to sound like oh yeah because that's like why i want to create yeah because i want to create what i want to create and that's why i struggle with like 
do I really want to get paid for it and make it a job? Like my friend Alex was saying in that thing, like compartmentalizing work and play. So they're like separate things that make you feel fulfilled when you want to be fulfilled. Yeah. I know that was a lot of word dump. No, no, no. I mean, I, I feel you. I think like I've, I've talked about it like with my girlfriend and stuff like that. Cause she, she's kind of, she really loves to act and stuff like that, but it kind of shares a similar sentiment to what you're describing. Mm-hmm. And I am in this space where like, I don't feel like I know how to do anything else. And so it's like, it's weird where like the, I've wanted to act since I was five, like ever since, like whatever, since I was a kid, I've wanted to act. I talked about this with my girlfriend and kind of to bring up something that happened recently um matthew perry obviously passed away and i posted this on my on my instagram that my first memory of performing is doing chandler bing Mm -hmm. for my family when the tv was broken and i i I talked to my older sister about this because i specifically remember making her laugh and getting that first feeling and remembering how that felt and i still remember how it felt and I've told her, I'm like, thank you for laughing because I'm sure whatever I was doing as like a five-year-old doing an impersonation of some guy on TV <laughs> yeah. probably wasn't groundbreaking, yeah. but like that feeling really resonated. And so I'm, it's this space where like, I, it's like twofold where like I fell in love with movies and then therefore kind of fell in love with performing because I was a kid that uh had and still do have a lot of anxiety and like have really a lot of trouble talking to people and like it was one of those things like couldn't go to school like would get out of like the car and like before even making it to like where the amphitheater is i'd like run back into my mom's car (laughs) and stuff like that and like movies made me feel comforted Mm. and so i'm like i want to do something that makes people like comforted in the way that I was comforted. And then the other side of like the, why I want to do acting coin, like I said, is that I, I now I've done this for so long that I literally don't know what else I would do. And that feels like can be very motivating because it's like, you know, freaking Hollywood or bust or something like that. (laughs) But it's also feels very like, you know, like the kind of self-inflicted pressure of that is very hard. And like, yeah, now it's like, I'm, I'm almost 25 and like, that's not old by any means, but like, (laughs) you're basically done, man. (laughs) Yeah. My, my girlfriend is younger than me. And I told her that I, when she's like, you're going to turn 25. And I was like, yeah. And she was like, it's almost 30. And I was like, no, it's not. Don't say that. You're halfway to 30. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, there's nothing wrong. She was like, yeah, you're in like your late twenties. And I was like, first <laughs> off, there's nothing wrong yeah. with being in your late twenties. Second off. No, I'm not. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like, I, I'm like, okay, well I have to do this because when I was in high school, everybody said I was good at this and I <laughs> wanted to do it. Yeah. And I like doing it. Yeah. And if I don't do it, I'm so screwed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah, no. I think I had my, you know, 
classic yearly birthday crisis of like, oh, what am I doing with my life, right? Yeah. I feel like we all get there in our 20s. That's you blow the for. candles out and you're like, oh, crap. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I think mine mostly this year was kind of around like, I've been in the field that I've been in mm-hmm. for a chunk of time. And I'm like, do I like what I do? Yeah. Do I even like this field? Yeah. I didn't even go to school for it. It's just like I landed in it. It worked out. I worked hard. Right. Um, but it's like when you get in a field and it's like, this is what you're doing for your job. And, you know, it's like, do you even like it? Yeah. Um, and like you said, it's like, well, I'm going to act. Yeah. It's what I like and what I'm good at. Like, I feel uh, similar, but it's not like the art side. It's like it was one of those things um, in the, the spirit of, growing up too fast right yeah what was on, on my mind is like i i would never regret when i got married i mm-hmm. love my wife i am so happy that we got married young and we got married when i was 22 yeah um which so many people were like you're a baby and i'm like yeah i know but i know what i wanted <laughs> yeah and we're happy and um everyone has a different life story in a sense you know and, yeah and so everyone's gonna be a little bit different but like for me that's what it was and and like getting married young having to get a job having to be full-time somewhere so that i can like support her as like she wrapped up a school and then she got a job and she got uh this other job like moving up and, and all, and all that kind of stuff right and, yeah, yeah. And like and now that i'm at a point where you know we're, we're pretty comfortable in the sense that like we've both worked hard to get to where we are but we're still so young um as I look up like other uh, producers in the, in the the same music industry that I would love to be in, it's like, I am so young. Yeah. Like you said, like we're in our twenties, like we got so much time. And and the the thought that I I really want to throw it out, something we've talked about multiple times, obviously I'm sure you can tell it's just going, but you had mentioned um, one time a teacher had said like, you're basically unknown for the first 10 years of your career and it's like dude that might be my second roman empire yeah (laughs) (laughs) because that just gets me through it every day i'm like yep like uh, i've never been so encouraged like as a creative like to hear that side of it where you know if i do want to be a producer i do not have to go to school for it yeah you know like we've talked about that like you don't necessarily have to go to acting school to be an actor like you know talent's a big part of it the hard work is a big part of it but there's this stage of our life where, yeah, we're so young. And right now, all the things that we're doing, all the, the portfolio, in a sense, that we're building, you know, we might not get paid much. And and, and uh, I don't know if you get paid for most of the things that you do, but, like, I don't get paid for anything that I do. Musically. Not a lot. Some of the, I get some residuals from some old work that I did yeah. and stuff like that. But it's not, you know, I'll be it's like, oh, providing. 60 bucks. <laughs> yeah, Hell exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and But uh, for me, like I said, is like I don't make any uh, money off music i'm making i think over the years with streaming and purchases on like itunes i've made yeah, like 60 hard, bucks 80 hard bucks. out here yeah um <laughs> <laughs> streaming revenue yeah. is you, you know. gotta get a lot um but basically it's like i i'm encouraged because i'm in that stage of my life where i'm just learning i'm just building yeah. up skill i'm building up this portfolio and experience that you know hopefully one day for some reason someone will pay me for this yeah you know and like i've been trying to do so much learning but it's when i hit those like you know 27 year old crisis yeah moments and i'm like oh my gosh 
what am I doing in my life? You know, I'm looking at potentially going back to school, actually making some good on some time just to like learn uh, some more about maybe the business world of like production in a nice. sense so that like I could potentially have that as a skill um, within all of that, <clears throat> within all of that like world. And it's just, man, it's crazy. Like, trying to figure out in a sense what you want to do trying to figure out how you want to get there and for whatever reason we always feel rushed oh yeah you know like it's i I don't know why it's inevitable but it's always like i'm not doing this fast enough yeah i'm not there and i just i constantly have to remind myself it's fine like go ahead i think sorry um but like i think part of the reason like i think like like specifically like the two feels like we both uh you know, pursue and stuff like that, where that feeling of being rushed comes from is like, and I've talked to friends about this and stuff like that. Like, it's like the path to do music or film or something like that is so unclear and foggy to like get there. And it's like, like I've, you know, this, maybe it's a cliched example, but it's like, you know, like if you want to be a doctor, it's like, you will go to medical school. You recognize that medical school will take X amount of years and X amount of hours. And then by the end of those X amount of hours, you'll, you know, hopefully maybe potentially more than likely get a job at a hospital and then you're a doctor and that's what you right. do. And so you kind of have an idea of like, okay. In, well, cause even they have like the hours they have to fulfill for yeah. certain classes and those type of things where it's like, you have to do this many clinical hours and like, yeah, it's, it's fairly, clear cut of course it, i imagine it's going to be different depending on the field yeah for sure but like it's you know there's some kind of um maybe expectation but like with like acting or music or something it's like you know you can be a uh you know david harbour who is working for a really long time and he gets stranger things he had been in some high profile stuff but like it wasn't until stranger things where he was in his whatever 40s or 50s like for Pedro Pascal is another great example or something like that, you know? And then you get like, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio who like started at like 10 and like (laughs) is still going strong and killing it. Or like, you know, like I remember when I first heard Billie Eilish and I remember being like, this girl is 16. And I was like, Oh my God, like what am I doing wrong? It was like the first thing that I thought of, of like, she's this amount of successful like she's gotten there yeah you know and i that i think that kind of potentially is what adds to that feeling of like i gotta go i gotta make this happen because like you know so and so's already done it and so and so's younger than i am and doing this or whatever and i think you like you had said and kind of echo it i remember hearing someone say that it was like everybody's on their own time zones yeah it's like you know it's like la and new york are both going to get to 11 o'clock and it so it doesn't really matter like which one is three hours ahead because ultimately they both get to the same destination yeah and you know if you try to think about it in terms of like well that person is just in a different time zone it kind of can comfort you whether or not it's you know as I don't know, real or something, but like, yeah, I, I like to, you know, I think you kind of have to grab onto those sentiments to kind of keep yourself going. Cause the wrong, like I'll, I'll say this with, with, uh, with love, but like my dad, I remember being on a call with him one time 
And I was like, yeah, I've been auditioning. It was like, I, I had done the commercial. There had been some maybe little student films and stuff that I had done, but I had been auditioning, not getting anything, not even getting callbacks. And I was like, I just don't know. Like, this is so draining. And like, I keep hearing nothing. Like I had experiences where like I auditioned for a show and I didn't get it. And then like X amount of months later, I was on my couch eating cereal and I'm not even kidding on my couch eating cereal and a trailer for the show I auditioned for came on. And I was like, well, I guess I didn't get it. Like, <laughs> and yeah, yeah. I remember talking to my dad about that and I was like, Oh, this is, this is hard. And like, I, you know, I'm trying to like wrap my head around this and I was like 19 and he was trying to instill wisdom and I appreciate, you know, what he was trying to do, but he, you know, I, I, I say this with no malice, but like, he was like, well, you know what the issue is, is you're not getting told no enough was what he said. And I was like, I was like, what? Like kind of a thing. And he was like, he was like, you just need to, the more you get told, he was saying essentially the more you get told no, the closer you get to getting a yes. Statistically. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, statistically, that is true. Not really what I need to like <laughs> comfort me right now. Yeah. Like, you know, so it's like, you, I think having those little like rabbit's foot for rabbit's feet or whatever that you can kind of like, you know, rub and kind of hope for kind of helps because I think sometimes when you look at it the other way, it can be, um, disheartening. Yeah. You know, I mean, I definitely think for sure, like everyone's going to be on that different path and, and some people are just lucky. Yeah. They made the right YouTube video at the right time. Enough people saw it and they blew up whatever. Yeah. Right. Like there's tons of, talented people out there that will never make it yeah which is an interesting thought um but uh actually i don't know if i've ever talked to you about this but uh the reason i i have this i i think it's a over romanticized depiction of the game of nine ball pool okay <laughs> hence my uh studio Look. name that I go with nine ball records. I like it. I really like that name too. I should um, say. thank you. You're welcome. It used to be Judio. <laughs> I remember, I remember you being like, I'm yeah. trying to think of a new name. I don't know what it is. Yeah, yet. Judio was a little bit mis, uh, misconstrued. Uh, yeah, it's not get, about it. uh, <laughs> the people. It's about the genes. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Um, but no, uh, nine ball records. I got the idea just from one day I was thinking about, I don't know if you ever played nine ball, nine ball versus eight ball pool. I don't think I have. Eight ball pool is like classic pool. You play stripes or solid. Whoever finishes like getting all the balls from either stripe or solid and first can go for the eight ball. Mm -hmm. And whoever does wins. Um, nine ball is one to nine. And you guys both go for the same ones. Uh, like you go, you guys each go for one, you go for two. And like, if you get them in, you keep going consecutively. But if gotcha. you miss the other person now goes for number one and number two, like, in, in in order there and uh, the over romanticized idea that i got inspired by one day when i saw an old nine ball that i have up on the shelf over there right up on that side oh yeah I see. um uh for those of you who don't know this is the narrator uh, michael just pointed over to uh the nine ball on the shelf um but the, the nine ball uh i see it in life and i think our relationship is one of the ones i'm inspired to think of it of and i know we're in like very different fields uh, in a sense of, of like what the arts that we pursue. Right. Um, 
but I had this idea of like people working together for the same goal. Yeah. And I don't, I don't overemphasize like who gets the goal in a sense, like who's going to get the nine ball and win. Yeah. But like, Hey, I might get an advantage by someone learning something over there when they get the the first ball in hundred percent, but then I'm over here and I've learned from that and I get the second ball in. Right. Yeah. Um, and we're all, we're all working together actually in the same lane in a sense for the same goal rather than an eight ball. You're in two different lanes going for the same goal. Yeah. And I, I think I have, again, that over romanticized idea of like everyone working together for like really the same thing just to create something beautiful uh, for me when it comes to music, for you trying to be an actor like or being an actor. Yeah. It's um, okay. Pursuing, pursuing yeah. a career. Being a full-time actor. There we go. That would be nice. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't trying to dig a hole for myself. Oh, right no, now. you're good. Exactly to say you're it, good. But <laughs> um but yeah, like I, I that that's why I go with nine ball and it's that side of like, you know, kind of wraps up and not growing up too fast. Yeah. And I'm not think, trying to force it on the time side. And I think that's a good, like, like, um, I've been using this word a lot, but like sentiment to have is like, I remember when I viewed acting as more of a competition mm-hmm. when I was younger and like, like I said, I've always been very anxiety ridden. I'm medicated, thankfully. Um, and, but I remember getting out of high school and like having a little bit of a chip on my shoulder and being a little bit like, you know, which it's so silly to say it now. I sound so, like, you know, young me sounded so arrogant, but like, I was like, well, did you know that I won this high school festival award for best comedic monologue or something like that. <laughs> and I don't think I, I, I'm sure it came out every now and again, but like it was really like something that I didn't realize that I felt when I got in to like acting for like, you know, more professional paid projects and stuff like that. And just getting smacked like instantly. And like, yeah. And, and rightfully so. And like, yeah, it's like, I remember being a kid being like, oh, like, yeah, like I'm, this is a competition. Like I got to win essentially. And then, you know, ultimately every actor, every musician or anything, like that, they're all trying to get to the same goal yeah. and there's enough room for everybody. You know what I mean? And like, so the, I think the feeling of community that can be fostered can really kind of bring you back from those places because you know there have been some i had an actor i was in an audition for commercial once and i had another person who was auditioning give me notes an actor came up to me wow um and not in the sense of i thought they're very confident i don't know i (laughs) i i like not not to diss this actor like but like they i was like maybe because i was younger and also like i came into that commercial i was like supposed to be like a group of friends like watching a football game yeah yeah and i was or some other kind of sports event and like everybody was like late 20s and i was like 19 Nice. and it was like i'm very clearly not one of these people (laughs) in the friend group yeah yeah. and but like he (laughs) clearly the younger brother at least yeah it's some kind of like oh my kid brother tagged along and everyone's (laughs) like oh this kid the doritos Um, yeah why does he keep freaking talking about tiktok um but I had an actor come up to me and was like, he was like, you should do it like this, like one of those things. Mm. And I was like, I don't like what you're doing for me right now. Cause it was, cause they also changed up all the roles. Mm. Like I came in thinking I was going to audition for somebody else. 
And then the casting director was like, we're actually, we're not super interested in all that. You're going to play this character, you're going to play this character. And I think I might have gotten the thing that he would have done. And so I think he was kind of being like, uh, do it the way I was thinking of doing it. That's funny. And I remember not feeling super great about that. Yeah. Um, that is, I will say, like the one experience that I've really had with that. But like, yeah, when I, when I remember seeing that and being like, like, feeling very much like don't do that like i'm i i can i can do this yeah yeah i gotta win this or whatever especially when you're younger oh yeah they didn't get it also like that was not the commercial that i was referencing um did not get it um but yeah when i started to see it more as like a community and especially like these two industries are so like relationship based Mm-hmm. you know that it's like yeah like if you yeah. like kind of close yourself off from people when they come up like you never really know again not to do those things of like well i'm just gonna ride this person's coattails until they get really <laughs> big and then i'm gonna call hey, them unless it works yeah that's true <laughs> um but you know but just to be like you know like if you connect with someone and you work with someone well like you know a lot of like the jobs that i would say i'm the most proud of are because people just thought of me Mm-hmm. you know and that goes in that thing of like kind of like bringing it back to what we were talking about of like why am i still doing this and stuff like that yeah. and it's like the imposter syndrome and stuff is really tough but it's like well if so-and-so has reached out to me or like wants to like make music with me or something like yeah. that like you know i i gotta be doing something right yeah you know and, it, and there's always room for growth and stuff like that but like i think i think it's so i think it's really this sounds silly and might sound obvious but like it is so important to like take a second and like look at the people around you because so much of like wanting to pursue your passion becomes i'm going to accomplish this yeah and like re i think it's like you know re kind of refocusing it like i've definitely been in things like i've i've I don't know why I was such a mean spirited person, but like I, (laughs) I used to have like a list, like not written, but like a list of like people who like made me upset and like made me feel really bad. And I was like, I'm doing this to like, if I'm, if I'm lucky enough to get on a billboard, like you're going to be like, Oh, I should (laughs) have texted him back or whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, you know, maybe an ex-girlfriend, maybe someone who said something that wasn't very nice and all that stuff. (laughs) That's amazing. Um, and I stopped doing that because yeah. I realized that that's not healthy. Yeah, yeah. And one would say, yeah, one might argue <laughs> that doing things in, to spite other people isn't the most uh, productive outlook to have. Yeah. You know, but yeah, like looking at the people that like I've, you know, the people in film that I've been friends with for years and stuff like that. Like it's like when I get to go to this thing with them. Mm-hmm. getting to share it with them or getting to listen to the song. Yeah. That is, that is the thing that really matters, you know? Right. Yeah. I think, or I uh, hope matters. <laughs> I hope it matters. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, like, I think so wrong. like you said, like kind of the community side of it. And even that's become such a big thing in my mind because like, that's why I do this. Yeah. Like these are some of my favorite conversations I get to have with my friends. Like, Heck yeah. You know, I'm not making money off this, so it's like it's different. Like, I'm not like, oh, I'm so lucky. I just get to do what I love, you know. Mm-hmm. But I do get to do what I love. I also have to do other things for yeah. responsibility. But you know, like I have this podcast equipment, and I get to just uh, 
talk with friends and have really cool conversations. And, you know, uh, I actually have had four other people want me to help them start a podcast. That's awesome. Um, and for a minute I stre- tried to stretch myself really thin and I was like, cool, I'm gonna start three this week. Oh, yeah. And I was like, Oh no. And then I imploded and I was just too, too stressed and it was wild. I know. That, uh, yeah. kind of got to follow back up when I have the mental bandwidth to do it. But, um, I think it's cool to be able to like be a part of that with other people, even, you know, if none of these podcasts get famous or, you know, yeah. whatever, none of them make money or like if one of them does, I don't know. Right. Like being a part of it. Like that's what I kind of try to stand by with as unofficial as it is, uh, what nine ball records means to me. Yeah. You know, like being able to do that with people and create something with people as like the mission statement. And, uh, I've been doing like a, like a business or music. I don't remember the name, but like kind of a class around like the music industry business. Gotcha. 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 The business side of the music industry. Yeah. You know, and there's so many things that are pointed out and then there's mixed in with like a lot of the classes that I have, uh, been like learning from about like as an artist, what's the vision and like, what do you want to do? And like, defining that for what nine ball is right like and it's a little bit more there for me of like a production company that makes zero dollars but <laughs> i get to have some really cool conversations with people and i get to make some cool stuff with people yeah you know cool um but yeah let me let me skim through a few we've been going for a really long time already <laughs> really um yeah it's been an hour and 47 oh nice <laughs> or creeping up on the runtime of the marvels <laughs> it's <laughs> right? about how long so the marvels was yeah. no way ours has to be longer because it needs better content but like that's true we'll, we'll get there we'll get there <laughs> um i'm gonna rapid fire the comments that i had heard from people okay um and then we'll we'll throw some thoughts out there as we're we're like maybe coming more to a close i don't know we're sitting on the floor i don't know how you're doing but <laughs> i'm doing all right but yeah I could be doing better in bed. I get it. <laughs> I get like, it. Could be sleeping. Um, that confused me. I saw this screenshot from when I, <laughs> I do that all the time. I was like, wait, it's not that. Yeah. It's not six 30. I've done that before. It's 10 o'clock. Um, but anyways, <laughs> I was like, wait, we got so much more time. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, okay. This is from Maddie Hammonds. Uh, she was also a guest on the podcast. That's true. Check that episode out. That was a good one. But she said, I don't think it's about fulfilling your life. There's always more to have. Uh, so I look at it as I'm happy in my life and I'm, that I'm experiencing right now and I'm not pouring more out of my cup than I need to, i.e. clear boundaries and work when I'm at home or when I'm at work, I'm all in. But when I'm at home, I don't think about work and instead do life as if I didn't work. There's a quote I heard once that says you might like as some food for thought. Oh, sorry. There's a quote I heard once that says wait i think it's it would read more understandably (laughs) if it said there's a quote i heard that you might like as food food for thought that goes work so you can go and live your life don't live to simply work your job uh that one hits for me i heard that a while back too yeah like live to work don't work to live yeah you know i think there's something to it but uh here's another one from uh one of my best friends matt not you <laughs> i just did the spider-man meme with a screenshot huh? i was like what did i say <laughs> no uh one of my buddies uh lives in texas 
I miss you, Matt. Um, he said, for me, when my passions intersected with my career, I no longer was passionate about it. I would say, don't look for a place. Uh, look, look, don't look for the uh, place. Man, I did not proofread them, and neither did they. <laughs> um, don't look for a place where they are the same thing. Despite the saying, do something you love and you'll never work a day, I think this is overrated. Reality is making something you love your job. Wait. Reality is making something you love your job makes it work, in my opinion. Uh, let work be work. It won't always be fun, and your fun should always be be fun and never work. Find work you can do and get stretched by it. The pain is important. Work as much as you can, then find one passion that you love. Clock out and do it. Get better at it until you're the best you can be. As your passion grows, it will contrast your job and vice versa. They'll impact each other and make both better as you apply the same discipline and energy in both. Uh, kind of reminds me of the compartmentalization that Alex Randall was talking about previously. Yeah, true. Uh, this is from a friend named Greg Valdez. Has not been a guest and never will be. Greg, I'm just oh, kidding. <laughs> he, he probably will be. He keeps asking me. A line has been drawn. It is birthday card to me. He put, "Please let's do a podcast or something." That's awesome. It's too good. We probably will, Greg. Don't worry. He said, "Take this from my experience. If you want, bro, you can't stop growing up. It is inevitable." Thanos paraphrased. Nice. Uh, no matter he's also a big mcu nerd respect um no matter what career or passions you have it is not what defines you at the end of the day a job is a job and the most important thing is your relationship with jesus my dude he's a big guy of faith and i am too i will admit it that there so that was kind of respect for me yeah good yeah i think faith is important i don't know where you stand on that i'm we, we don't have to dive into faith but no it's okay. <laughs> I, I am religious i mean i think yeah like ultimately it's like I think, yeah, faith in any, whatever that faith may be for right. you is is something that's nice to hold on to. I like, think there's something to having something to identify with for yeah. everyone. And this is not the crusade, despite my uh, cross <laughs> ring that be. I have no, okay. <laughs> I have the armor. A friend yeah, of mine does I'm have not, crusade. I'm not starting armor. like a holy war or nothing. But, you know, like, yeah. wait. Were the Crusades the Holy Wars? That's something different. Uh, I'm not a history person think so. at all. I'm I know sorry if that's ignorance, my friends. That there was more than one of them. I know that there were the a few. Crusades. Yeah. Um, anyway, I know the Last Crusade, Indiana <laughs> Jones, my favorite one. Yeah, yeah, checks out. Um, no, but yeah, I think faith in general is a a big important part of maybe the fulfillment piece that uh, kind of goes on for a lot of people for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I include it, but. Uh, he then said, take steps of faith. And this was regarding um, risks that I was talking about, like to pursue your passions. Yeah. Um, but also be considerate of your wife and your budget. <laughs> 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 Ensure you are on the same page with purchases. Maintains good communication too. That's some some wisdom right there from another guy who's, who uh, got married around the same time I did. He's, he's a little bit older than me, but mm. his wife is my wife's best friend. Nice. One of them. Nice. Another one of my best friends is another one of my wife's best friends, yeah. husband. A lot of it's a lot of best friends. <laughs> yeah, it really yeah. is. We we just like glued the friend groups together a little That's bit. That's how you yeah. through matrimony. Yeah, now we don't see any of them. Oh, well, just kidding. <laughs> been there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, this, um, if you're feeling drained with what you're doing now, change it up a little. Find ways. To, 
to involve your wife or your friends in your hobbies and make it fulfilling. Um, uh, spending time with family and friends should be a fun way to recharge when you are feeling down or depressed. Uh, you saw my Instagram story probably, but uh, I went to the doctor. Yeah. My primary, and I was like, hey, I'm throwing up due to my anxiety now. And she was like, anxiety is a part of life that everyone deals with. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? <laughs> um, but she referred me to a psychologist, which went all right. Um, but I was talking to her and she was like, yeah, you definitely like have like some pretty severe anxiety at times. And, you know, filling her in with my symptoms as you would. Yeah. And and she was like, you might also be depressed. <laughs> it's like, awesome. Like, just okay, throw cool. another one. Anything on there, else? I guess. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, just had to mention that when, when Greg said, you know, when you're feeling down and depressed, but yeah, I think there's a big part of family and friends. hundred percent. Sure. For me. Yeah. Um, this one like was funny cause it was super succinct. <laughs> My buddy Seth, he goes, yes, for one, two and three. Cause I, I posted those things as a, as an order. He goes, one is based on books and research. That was the one about growing up too fast. Okay. He didn't provide any books but it is look up books yeah um the second one he just said depression gotcha same <laughs> and the third one he goes depression with special guest hope <laughs> slash anxiety <laughs> inquire within i like with special guest that's pretty good that's really how mental health really feels like yeah it's like today i'm feeling anxiety with a special guest star <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah um no uh I think I liked to to rehash what kind of Maddie said about the idea of like work so you can live, don't live so you can work. Yeah. And I think it's hard when you want to do a passion as a job. Yeah. Similar to what Matt was saying. Not you, Matt, but the other Matt. Other Matt, Matt yeah. Um like I've watched my wife go to school for graphic design she's an artist she's very talented she has the eye for it and now have a job where she designs for people yeah a boss that says design this yeah i don't like that design this right whatever it is um and seeing her do that type of work is is like eye-opening for me and it feels it it it, at times it, it feels like what pushes me away from wanting to like pursue music as a career because like I make music and I make a podcast like this because I want to, and I can, yeah, I don't have to do it for, um, a paycheck that I have to rely on in a sense. And in, in the future, if I ultimately can, and I can get to a point like that'd be great. Cause I, I love it. Yeah. And as a producer, like I, I would have, I think what, what would be more in my control in my control. Um, and, it's really hard like seeing people especially like my wife who i love like do have to just do her art that someone tells her to do it a certain way yeah when like her her eye for the creative is different right like it's a different vision or it's a different thing and you know she has had to find like outlets of like hey like you know making other art get a sketchbook do do your own thing to still stay creative and not just make it work so i really it sits with me with what matt is saying in there and like what maddie is saying is like there, there's a huge compartmentalization between those two, but I'm intrigued to know as someone who more seriously pursues 
their art as a career. Yeah. Like, what do you think of that? I, I mean, I think, again, like when I was younger, I would always be like, I'd be like, well, why, but why not just, why not just do your passion? It's kind of like how I would be. Why not just do it? Like, you yeah. know, why not just make money off of it? There's nothing wrong about that or whatever. And I think ultimately, like, yeah, I think like, I I do kind of envy the like, allow your hobby to stay like precious in a sense, maybe. Like, <coughs> I think for me, like, I, I think film and acting and stuff like that is the way that I perceive it for myself is maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe other people view it this way too, but like it is for me, like it's, it's one of those, like when I was growing up, my parents would be like, Oh, well this is a fun hobby. And I'd be like, it's, I, I'm telling you, it's not a hobby. It's like a cornerstone of my personality. Yeah. Like it's, it goes a little deeper and like, you know, like being able to do like, I, you know, like I've enjoyed hobbies and stuff like that. And I've tried to make money off of other hobbies. Like I really love photography and like, could I do photography as a career? Like, could I pursue it as a career? Probably. Like I feel good about it. I'm pretty confident in it. Like I'm sure I have more than lear- more to learn, but like I enjoy it. But I have kind of realized that I'm like, look, I'll take a, I'll take a photo job here and there and stuff like that. That's always fun. But like, I like it to just be for me. Yeah. Like I found other things. Like, I think it's ultimately and like my wallpapers for my phone. That's true. I do. I do. <laughs> whenever you were like, another Can you send one of this my suppliers me? here, guys, I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> But you do have the eye for it. I have to point thank that you. out. Thank you. Thank you very much. There's something about things that I don't know how to explain artistically that like you and another one of my friends, Bobby, I'm like, that's the eye and like, it's good. Yeah. And well, what was interesting about that is that that came from uh, my wanting to do film because I remember hearing a cinematographer and a director be like, how do you establish a visual style? And it was like, do photography. Like if you know how to tell a story in like in a movable frame you'll be able to do it on film. And I was like, okay. And I started to do it. But like, now I like that it's this separate thing. So like I have this passion that I've had for so long that like is ultimately what I want to do, but I still have, I think try to, I it's hard and sometimes I'm not very good at it. And I'm sure my girlfriend would agree with me, but like I have trouble sometimes looking outside of that passion and even like beyond hobbies. Like I think it was in one of those, one of the DMS that you just read that it was like, it's important to make sure that you have people around you as well. Like not just in terms of like a community thing like we were talking about earlier, but just as like, like essentially having a life outside of it. Like I was very like a little bit about me, but like, like I've kind of referenced, like I was in a really long relationship from freshman year of high school to freshman year of college Mm -hmm. it was like my whole like that whole time i was in a long distance four four and a half year relationship Mm -hmm. and i was in a place where i was like kind i was like i'm gonna marry this girl and like i remember being like i want to be a dad at 20 whoa like (laughs) you know and like hey some people do it yeah hey if it works for you it works for you good for you but like at the time i was like that became that was like my whole existence essentially yeah 
And then that relationship ended, didn't end super, um, it was a little messy. Yeah. It was a long time. It took like, it was kind of like a full year. Give us the, all the details really quick. Let's just talk kidding. about it. Let's talk about it. I'll, I'm going to say her name. Um, I'm going to put her on blast. No, she's, I, no. I'm sure she's doing all right. Um, but yeah, I like that relationship ended and I genuinely remember the feeling of like, having no idea who I was and why I was doing what I was doing. And I like Mm -hmm. had to like kind of build that up for myself. And I kind of went the other way where like I started to be like, I'm doing this for me, screw everybody else, like all this stuff. And my current girlfriend who I'm very much in love with, we have two dogs, we have an apartment, all this other stuff talking about, you know, maybe maybe you know like she she'll, she'll look at her ring finger and she's like it looks pretty empty um <laughs> yeah. you know like that was not a conversation that i could have had when we first met yeah and like i really remember it like that night that i was talking about recently that was very kind of affirming career-wise i remember coming home and the first thing i i remember thinking was not me being like what a good thing for me i remember being like this I feel so special that I get to have her with me and I get and I get to that I that I get to see her successes that she gets to see like you know mine even though I don't maybe don't believe them but like that I get to have a partner in this and like you know we don't do the exact same thing necessarily but like I think having someone or whether it's a family member or a friend or a significant other or something like that that you can look to and lean on and also be able to distance your stresses or your passion from and stuff like that is ultimately I think the thing that kind of like breeds the most success kind of yeah. is it's not like maybe some might not see it as directly tied to you know what you want to do or career aspirations and stuff like that but like you know I would not have worked as much as I did on my anxiety if I hadn't have first wanted to work on it for her, Mm -hmm. you know? And so because of that, it has helped me in my career and it's helped, it's helped me in the rest of my life. And so like, I think I've, you know, you kind of, I've, you try to like recenter and revalue why you do these things. Um, Because if you do them on your own, it's a bummer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's really not yeah. fun as someone who did it for a couple years and like did not get the best feedback from other <laughs> people about it. Yeah. No, I think significant other support is like a big one. Like even my wife, you know, massive shout outs to her, uh, had a lot on my mind with my mental well being, as it would be put, uh, so many days i was like i'm quitting my job today yeah i need this job and i'm quitting yeah <laughs> like, i did this it this is it it's done. i did it but i was like dog today's the day i'm gonna <laughs> just say it it's gonna happen i'm gonna walk out and i'm gonna regret it but you know even you know i love her so much she would be like if you feel like you need to like we'll be fine and i'm like what yeah it's lit uh, but that's super important especially when you're trying to follow like your passions one of the questions i was actually cooking on right there uh, as you were talking you shared so many like really cool points, but why did your four year relationship end? No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, what was her name? <laughs> no, um, 
I was actually going to ask, do you feel like you would be happy? Like you get a job, like full time, part time, whatever it is, like pretend space and time don't matter. So you have time for like both. Yeah. And you're healthy and you're not tired all the time. Um, <laughs> if you could act for free, like you're in, I don't, I don't know what level that would be like if you're in like short films and you're in yeah. stuff and you're in, you know, lower budget in a sense type of things or like plays. If you could act for free and you didn't have to do it for a living and you're trying to like make it bigger and get into bigger production things, do you think you would? Like you would stay at that level? Do you feel like there's the same similar f- fulfillment um, that you might receive if you're not thinking about like career? Yeah. I mean, I... I've had, I've actually had this conversation with, with my girlfriend about it and stuff like that. Like I, I definitely, I would, I think I, you know, the, I just love doing it and like whatever form I'm able to do it in, I want to do. I do think, you know, this is a completely different rabbit hole, but like there's definitely some like growing up, stuff where like I do feel like I the I think every actor feels this way of like you want to be successful because you love acting and you want to do it and you want to be a better actor and you you don't do it for there's that saying that every actor everyone who goes to act to be famous is going to be bad and probably won't go very far because you're doing it for the wrong reasons um so like I do it because I love it and I would, I will always do it because I love it. But I think I ultimately want to be successful in it for probably there's some inner child in me that I'm sure my therapist could talk to you about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That would be like, you know, something, you know, blah, 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 blah. Every person in that audience is your dad or something like that, you know? <laughs> um, but yeah, but yeah, I would, I would do it because, it is such, it is a part of me. Like it's when people ask me like who I am and like what I do, like acting is like the first thing to, to be brought up like career wise or not. Like I'm like, this is the thing that I have imposter syndrome about, but I also feel comfortable in and like, I feel at home. Like when I I've had things where like, I'll be sitting in a theater and nobody's there and just the theater i feel safe you know and i feel comfortable and that feeling is something that i'm always gonna want you know well said thanks (laughs) yeah i was just curious because i i feel like i war with that thought yeah um you know and i'm back on the cycle of like man i'd love to make money doing this one day yeah uh, being able to make music and, and whatever that looks like for my career, it's like, that would actually be very fulfilling in that sense. And, you know, work will always be work. So it's like one of those things like, Hey, it's going to suck sometimes. Yeah. But if I'm even able to, you know, work part time at a more career type of thing, I don't, I don't know if that exists really, but like, <laughs> you know, something that could pay the bills or help supplement and, you know, have a family and make music and make a little extra money. Like yep. that sounds like such a dream to me in that sense. Cause like, you know, uh, like you said, I, I always, I always want to make music. Yeah. I may take breaks. I may hate it 
<laughs> for three months out of the year, I'm like, never again, you yeah. know, because being an artist, it just sucks sometimes. You kind of, yeah, you kind of beat yourself up every now and again. And yeah. some people may take it to a certain degree that is pretty extreme and they'll be like, this is what I need to do. Like, I remember being like, I can't go to therapy because being messed up makes me a better actor. And yeah, that's not healthy. No. And so I go to therapy. So like, I like, again, this is that, like that, like, you know, like the, that, you know, thank God that like, I'm not that kind of person anymore. Cause like, I would just be like, yeah, I'm not okay. But like, you know, I could be really good in a scene. Yeah. And like, it was like my, my value, like my value was strictly tied to my passion, which I think is where the trouble comes with like making your passion, your career is if you, if you tie all of your value to it, like acting is a part of, is a cornerstone of my being, like I mentioned, but it's not, it's like, it might be part of the foundation, but it's not all the bricks essentially. Right. And it's like, I used to think it was, and everything was in the, um, hopes to keep to have that be as strong of a house as it could be or whatever to yeah. continue the metaphor um <laughs> you know but that's like that's not healthy like that doesn't yeah you no, know i uh it's keep relationships and stuff you say that because i thought about that for writing songs as well like yeah. my lyrics are subpar and emotionless at best mm. And some t songs I will admit I like I hit and I'm like that's a good song I feel like that I'm proud of that and the emotion I was able to convey even in the recording of it and I've actually learned a lot about that lately too so like hopefully my future stuff is even more so emotionful because like they say uh, more in the sense of like you know your songs are really only as good as like the emotions that you can convey through them yeah and I think it's so true like I am drawn to definitely more music that like you can hear the emotion like, I don't care if it's a poor performance of the person's pitchy or whatever and they fix it in post but like if you can feel if it if you can then, feel like, that yeah. emotion like that is a good performer yeah um, like one actually that I love that you know people have mixed uh, reception of is uh, Nate Reese uh, from, I've heard. from Fun oh okay yeah, yeah yeah he's a fun guy and he has his own stuff and he's a band before from the format um, but he stylistically, and I say this with respect and love because I actually am a fan of it, has a whiny voice. Mm. Um, and like I've even heard sometimes, you know, it can be a little bit pitchy in person. Like, and, and I, I even had the, the honor to see him in person. I'd love to actually. But he has such passion. Yeah. Like when you hear him sing, like, uh, especially in his stuff from the format, his older band, uh, which I'd obviously recommend to check out. Uh, I would love to sit down with him and hear his life story. Mm. Maybe none of it's true. Maybe it's, it's, it's all fiction type of writing. Yeah. But like his life, like, man, you can just feel it in his albums. And I'm like, this is just like such a story and such a life that like you feel the pain, you feel the good things. And it's like, that is, that's music right there. Oops. Um, but you know, I, I just respect it so much and I'd love to be able to like do that. And I feel like, um, as I've, I've been thinking about it a lot the last few months, like I feel like I could, I could do that better like live or like if I play a song, mm. but I haven't figured out personally how to like get that into recordings. Yeah. Um, as much. And I, I you know, I need to practice that, but um, it, it was funny. Cause like saying like, you know, I shouldn't go to therapy because 
it makes you a better actor yeah or i thought it did yeah uh a year ago today i posted something i, I remember a year ago i was very like man life is so easy life is just too easy mm-hmm. and i posted this thing and i was like i'm trying to decide if i should actively make life worse <laughs> <laughs> yeah because <laughs> then i can write better songs and stuff you know the same idea there um and then this year was gnarly Oh yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's just been crazy, but it's been a weird year. Yeah. So there was, but yeah, man. All right, let's talk about this breakup that I had. <laughs> let's just say there was another boy. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. There was other stuff too. <laughs> Dang. But I'm gonna talk about this guy whose name is. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh, we lost the feed for two seconds. I didn't even get to talk about. That's so weird. Why does it keep cutting out? I don't know. I guess. What is that in the wall? (laughs) He comes out of the door. We've never officially met. We've never actually met, but we just heard about each other. Yeah. Good to finally meet you. Dang. That'd be heavy. No, no, no. For sure would be heavy. It's all right. Right in my house. No, no, no. It's fine. I bring it up. My dog wouldn't let it happen. I'll tell you that much. He's got your back. I appreciate that. I bring it up like it's still raw. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Okay. This was like years ago, huh? Oh, yeah. No, this was, yeah, this was like college. And then it was like, whoa. Everything has changed. No, I get you. Dude, yeah. Growing up, I feel like that was more of the center of this conversation. Growing up as like a creative. Yeah. Um, I feel like that's a good spot though. Yeah. Um, if you guys can't tell me and Matt got a lot on our minds mm-hmm. and you know, I, it, it's, it's an interesting thing as I was even just, you know, hearing back and I had mentioned before, like I don't really proof these episodes cause I get to just throw them out and let them be and, and have a good time and have these like Polaroid audio recordings of really cool conversations I had with friends and I'm going to look back on them in 20 years and be like, whoa, that's a good way to put it. Um, that was from another friend actually, Brendan nice. peak. Oh, nice. it's a cool guy. Uh, he put it that way for like music and, and I see other parts of life like that now. Um, but yeah, like life is crazy and I'm sure everyone knows that. And I'm sure people older than us and younger than us know that, but like, I think there's something to be said around the idea of like always being willing to learn. And I was actually talking to someone else about that today. Um, that like some people either don't realize or haven't learned yet. And it's like, it doesn't matter about age. Yeah. But there's a certain thing if that you don't realize that like you're always learning, mm-hmm. uh, life's maybe even a little bit harder in a yeah. sense or you might get stuck in those places where you're like no I already know stuff or it's frustrating or something yeah. like that yeah and that's like a big premise of this podcast like I'm just here to learn and you know like earlier episodes when I was I was stressing it more like Dish knows nothing <laughs> and I'm still finding that out today been podcasting for a year yeah you know like three seasons in <laughs> three seasons I'm gonna go six in a movie but but no like we're always learning and i'm sure that there's so many people out there that have more wisdom um about this type of stuff if you do like don't hesitate to share it call me (laughs) 
please let me know. No. <laughs> yeah, Matt's number is 911. <laughs> oh my god, wow. <laughs> don't call 911. Um, yeah, don't do mad. that. Don't call 911 and be like, "Hey, Matt, Legally. don't worry. I yeah, got some We have to say some real nuggets of wisdom <laughs> for you." No, no. no uh, you're right though. No. Nah, I got that email dishyman at gmail. Yeah. I got DMs. Hit me up if you got something we'll relay it as it needed, but you know, life is uh a growing process and i think one of my favorite things is being able to do stuff like this Mm -hmm. especially again with fellow creative people who have uh such a similar phase of life but in such a different field yeah Uh, i think again it it leaves me pretty inspired for stuff like this where you know if i'm feeling down it's like having these conversations is really cool i don't know I, i i i feel like i'm somewhat speechless to form like a really good thought on it. i get it i mean yeah like i these conversations i think are always like my favorites to have like honestly maybe it's because i'm an actor and because i'm a bit dramatic but like i like (laughs) you know it's in my nature but like yeah like these are genuinely like i love these conversations you know that's why small talk is so hard for me yeah like i'm sure you remember like (laughs) first uh, that job that we both have um you know (laughs) Because, yeah, these are the things where I'm like, well, I can talk about this, but... Yeah. Yeah. Life is deep. Mm-hmm. Things are important. Moves pretty fast. Yeah. <laughs> Not to reference. I hope that doesn't invalidate this entire... I don't think it does. Huh? But someone's going to be like, oh, I landed on a joke. My therapist is going to be like, don't do that, Matt. <laughs> you ended it on a joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How dare you? I know. Make, this isn't a funny co- podcast. I know. It's not marketed under... Uh, comedy it's marketed under i don't remember inspirational I, you're telling me i should put the clown nose away yeah i should yeah. take it off i can't believe you've been wearing it this, this whole visual time. gag <laughs> that i've been going at yeah, for the past couple hours i did tell you it was going to be filmed did, i don't i didn't mention that huh that was the, that we had yeah folks, thought about filming if it. you keep up with this i was going to film tonight i think i have found someone to handle the filming of this to get this on youtube more consistently with some visual aids and maybe on the tiktoks nice um but i hate all that so uh couldn't get the lighting right tonight i was over it didn't get a stand for the the phone camera so uh, i didn't because i was like i'm not checking myself about it um and two hour long videos are big yeah they're freaking huge that's true oh yeah those files yeah so like I just, I wasn't about it tonight. That's fair. I wasn't, and uh, this is how it is. So, you know what? Um, At least they know that I'm currently and have been this entire time wearing a clown nose. Yeah. In a suit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That I am. We're sitting on the floor. Matt has been in a tuxedo. Super. Yeah. My like. whole time. The like tails of the, of the (laughs) coat that I've been wearing have been kind of like bunching up. I had them ironed. Yeah, you're gonna have to get it dry cleaned. Yeah, it looks like sure. like a trisket. It's like <laughs> a trisket. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I don't a trisket. Remember what a trisket? <laughs> yeah, looks I don't like. think you remember what a trisket. I don't think either. I do either. Nah. <laughs> like a ruffle. Yeah, yeah. There you go. There ruffle, you go. ruffle makes more sense. It definitely doesn't look like a trisket. Yeah. Everyone go. That look was a trisket. that the other guy who messed up that past relationship. That was just telling yeah. Me. That fool. He was mouthing trisket do. like a trisket. <laughs> I was like, oh, he's so right. Yeah, yeah. Little did I know he didn't have my so best interests at all. 
<laughs> well, folks, thank you for digressing with us. Yeah. I have to admit that I feel like this episode was very scatterbrained. But I feel like that represents your 20s. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the, the whole bit. And I feel like that's what I'm realizing more, you know? And it's that's free-flowing. Okay. It's a time to learn. And, you know, there are responsibilities. And it's a spot in your life, I feel like, where those responsibilities really come up. Mm-hmm. You know? And everyone's going to have a different life story. And everyone's going to have a different path. Some might be more defined. And some of them might be absolutely uncharted um if anyone's listening that feels like this would be relatable know that you're absolutely not alone oh and yeah I, I don't think that uh i feel like a lot of people listening to this would would already know that yeah based on the 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 how you say people i know that listen to this <laughs> <laughs> the five people and my mom um and i'm gonna tell your dad to listen to this now that's true yeah yeah yeah. he's gonna know my dad's gonna be like that was good advice (laughs) (laughs) you were just didn't hear me yeah yeah you weren't old enough to understand like i'm old enough now and i still don't get it i still i I get it but that wasn't the time now yeah yeah No. no um we'll have more episodes that's true we will. I, I will have you back again. I would love to be back. I'm very, again, I'm very What are you happy doing next been... week? <laughs> <laughs> what am I doing? Do you want to be the co-host now, dude? Dude, let's we'll, do it. We'll talk more off screen about that one. Yeah. Off audio screen. Off audio screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> once, I, once I take off this. The tux and the nose, yeah. Trisket branded coat. <laughs> I'll be bright as rain. <laughs> All right, guys. <laughs> You know, you know where to where to send thoughts and feedback. Um, I'm actually going to call to action. Not many people send me thoughts and feedback, so please do. Thank you. If that doesn't uh, persuade you, we'll know. Just I'll know, know that I see the social security number of every person that <laughs> listens to my podcast. I'm fully aware. So I'm just kidding. For legal reasons, I'll make it very clear. I don't see any information. I don't even know who does. It just tells me one. It tells me a number to counter. <laughs> who knows if it's even right? That's true. Um, but no. Uh, send me thoughts. I I love that type of stuff. And. I'm looking for wisdom. I'm openly soliciting wisdom around this topic. Whether you're younger or older than I, I'll take it. I'll, yeah. I'll, I I love to hear other people's thoughts because I feel like that's a big part of life in kind of formulating your own thoughts, especially around stuff like this, that things that a lot of us have to go through and a lot of us have to uh, learn through, I'll even say. But you know what? This has been an absolute pleasure having Matt here again. Thank you. It's been um, great being here. Well, hey, yeah. thanks for coming over, eating some pho, and Abs- recording the happy, podcast. Happy to. It was really good. I was really wanting us to eat while we recorded. Oh, that'd be good. ASMR. <laughs> yeah. This is for everyone out there that has been asking for this. <laughs> Thank you for finally doing that. I know I messaged you a lot about it, so... <laughs> Getting to see it live, see too, it live, was awesome. Yeah. It was like seeing the, the queen at Live Aid. It was like, 
<laughs> finally, you know what I mean? <laughs> Dang. Yeah. It was like seeing <laughs> Queen alive. Like queen alive. Man. All right, everyone. It's pretty late, so thank you guys <laughs> for listening. Until next time. Thanks again for listening to Dish Knows Nothing. Follow me on Instagram at Dishyman or email me at Dishyman at gmail.com. Hit me up with topics and questions that I can address on the show. Remember to rate and subscribe. It's truly appreciated. Take care and stay grinding.